millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The monsters. They wear many masks in our world. Some are deranged, psychotic beings, unaware of the insanity that festers within. Others are brutal, ruthless assailants, executioners of a sinister plan. The monster slayers. They too are varied and unique. Shawn Michaels, the WWF champion, yields 200 pounds to the beast known as Vader. But he counters with guile, superb athleticism, and the courage of a gallant champion. And then there's the Undertaker. The mysterious light in a world of darkness. To exorcise the demon mankind, he cannot rely upon convention. In this cold, unforgiving battleground, he must embrace the horror to defeat it. For the monsters to be abolished, David must slay Goliath. The Reaper must claim another damned soul. But good doesn't always triumph over evil. Sometimes victory eludes heroics. Sometimes the horror lives on. From beautiful, historic Cleveland, Ohio, home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, majestic Jacobs Field, and the spectacular new Gund Arena, Super Size Stridex Pads presents... WWF SummerSlam! Welcome everyone to the Goldalic Classic Raw Review, a SummerSlam 1996. Get this, little bit of little bit of business, little bit of business, not a watch along. Retro reaction! It's marketing. Ah. That's what I'm calling it. Been slipping that in like, like a it. little cheeky finger for a few weeks. Ooh. Retro oh. reaction. Because retro is cool and hip and zeitgeisty. Not now. And a reaction <laughs> is what we're doing, doing reactions. Um, Pablo just texted and said, oh, I've just tucked into my own poo. <laughs> Tom's like, oh, not now, Pablo. Sadly, it's not even that exciting. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, you know what, because this is the, 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 the Ramshackle podcast, I will let you know. As I was explaining the reasoning behind this wonderful new bit of admin that I gave some thought to, I had a text to say that your reservation for the restaurant on Thursday at 7 o'clock is still on, forgetting that I needed to cancel it. So I'm doing well as a person. More on that later. Fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> 
what what a lead-in. What a lead-in to SummerSlam 1996. Oh, you, you've, you've teased us. Tickled you right there. Who be we have you, fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, joined by the Clive Fuck of Cultaholic, the Mulligans of my O'Hare, rambunctious Liverpudlian Jackie Orlando. Hello, Tom. Uh, this is a sad day. Because you have to cancel your <laughs> restaurant I am, reservation. Because I have to cancel my restaurant reservation. And I've already pulled myself. No, <laughs> this is a sad day. Because like, in, in the timeline, you probably won't notice it because there won't be much in terms of difference. But uh, as we've explained over the past few weeks, Jackie Orlando is moving back home. Mm-hmm. We're sending him back where he came from yeah. to, to the land of the, of the Beatles. Silla Black and China Crisis, Liverpool. Don't forget cast. <laughs> Who would forget cast? <laughs> Imagine trying to get a new member of the band cast now casting for cast. Nobody would trust you. No. Or if you brought all the original, the best members back together, you couldn't even call it a dream cast because that's already owned by Sega, like Angry Birds is now. Um, so you're going back, but <laughs> we've been talking about it for weeks, but this is actually the last time before you move back that we're in the studio together. Yes, it's my it's my last day as a permanent resident of the Northeast. Oh. Mm. Well, it's my last day in the studio. I actually move in a few days. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. We'll talk about it as we go. Yeah. Talk about it as we go, because we're oh. going we're gonna to spend the next couple of hours talking about all kinds of things, because uh, it's SummerSlam 1996. It's a retro reaction. We're going to hit play very shortly on the WWE Network's version of SummerSlam 96. We're going to watch it together, give you some thoughts and prayers and concerns as we go. Any recollections, any memories, or anything that you were aware of with SummerSlam 1996 before we get into it? I know that there is some seismic activity in terms of surprises. I don't want to give spoilers, but something happens that you go, okay, that's where that starts. Ah. And I know that Shawn Michaels is very Shawn Michaels. But aside from that, I've never actually watched... Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, it's like when we get these these particular retro reaction streams, and they're new to you. Yeah. They're new to me. It's yeah. nice. It's a great. I think this is a great show. We'll see how well it holds up. And you're going to watch it with us by going to the WWE Network or Peacock or Pigeon or whatever you own or however you achieve uh, network-based goodness. And you're going to go to SummerSlam 1996, August 18th, 1996. We'll give you a second to do that right now. 
detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. Why am I so burp? Tell you why I'm burp. I drank a Lipton iced tea before I came in. Oh, what flavor? Uh, lemon. Oh, classic. Do you know why Lem Sip's called Lem Sip? It's not because it's a lemon flavored sip. No, drink. it's not. It's because the guy who, na- it's named after the guy who invented it. James Lamsip. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> That's how, see, the problem is, like, <coughs> you've been with me for too long. Because <laughs> the answer is uh, not Lem Sip, sadly. I did have the answer here and I've just lost it. (laughs) This is the best podcast we have ever done. Uh, (laughs) I want to say his name was Lempton Reckitt, which I think it was. Lempton Reckitt? (laughs) Is that any relation to Lemony Snickers? (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) I want it. I I, I don't think it is, sadly. Mm. It could be if if the Marvel Cinematic Universe pulled their finger out and made it so. But a lot of people think that lemon is called lemon because it's a lemony drink. Yeah. Where am I going with that? I can't remember. You had a Lipton iced tea and it's a Lipton. <laughs> Ooh, a Lipton iced tea. I would like to point out, right? I am not drunk, nor am I on drugs. Nor are we sponsored by nor Lipton are we sponsored, iced tea. Nor Lipton iced tea sponsored. Nor are we sponsored by drugs or drunk. Um, I don't know. I'm just in a giddy mood today. Yeah. I think I had a good sleep. And you got the full three hours, did you? I got a full three hours <laughs> sleep last night, and I'm feeling rather special for it. Uh, so hopefully by now you will have some time 1996 cocked, locked, ready to unload. We're going to enjoy it all together. On go, I will press play. You press play with us. Ooh, the... We need to rewind it slightly, because as a test, oh. we are nine seconds in. Well spotted. Yeah, yeah. You, well done. Yeah. So on go, I rewound successfully. And on go, we will press play in three, a two, a one, go. Right. And you should be seeing the World Wrestling Federation Tornado logo with WWF in a very angry sky. Ooh. Which at this point, it was a very angry sky. So this is SummerSlam 96 from the brand new built Gundarina. The Gundarina Cleveland? Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. Round on the end and high in the middle. So we'll see a lot of... We'll see a lot of um, we we'll see a lot of stuff coming out of the Gund Arena. This is the first of many WWF events and moments from the Gund Arena. Oh, it's not. Dog, see if you can name a few of the events from the Gund Arena. It's not over the edge, is it? That's not in the Gund Arena. It's not over the edge. No, it's fine. It's not okay. over the edge. Um, Gund Arena. I'm not sure, but it's one of those that just sticks in your head. And you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, Gund Arena. That's Cleveland. Yeah. Um, don't know. Hit me. This is the home of Invasion 2001, okay. where the WWF fought WCW mm. and ECW. And we watched along. We did watch along with yeah. that one. Uh, this is also will be the home of No Mercy 1999, yes. which is Triple H and Austin for the WWF title. Is that, was that the first US No Mercy? Because it was a UK show before that, wasn't it? It was the first US No Mercy. Yeah, yeah. it's sadly not the UK No Mercy, which I think featured Gilbert <laughs> versus Tiger Ali Singh on a pay-per-view. <laughs> thanks, lads. Appreciate it. Here's tw- thanks, thanks for your 20 quid. Here's a house show. <laughs> Gee, just what I wanted. Um, it will also be the night of uh, infamous Rock versus Bulldog match. <laughs> 
Oh, the the poo one. No, no, the poo one happened the week before. The fun thing happened before <laughs> it. The go home just to make sure that Bulldog goes over the pay per view. Bulldog got put in dog poo. Right, yeah. And Bulldog still lost. Um, <laughs> Survivor Series 2004 will come from here. Team Orton versus Team Triple H. The winning team takes control of the WWE I for a month. A complete black spot in my knowledge oh. then. Yeah. Uh, Unforgiven 2008 hosted the first ever scramble matches Ooh. in the WWE. Was that WWE champion the Brian Kendrick? Yes! The internet and the streets remember. The streets remember. Oh, JR getting the Zach Wazowski treatment from the SummerSlam Live <laughs> logo very briefly as we welcome you to the show. Uh, also, I'll run these off very quick. TLC 2014 with Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose in the main event. Mm. We'll see Fastlane from here. Uh, Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus D-Man Ambrose to determine who faces the champ at WrestleMania 32. And also Fastlane 2019, The Shield versus Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley in a match that two people remember. See, I just got caught off guard then because as they're doing their intros, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig is on commentary. And a fan came up and tapped him and said, can you sign me a magazine? And he basically went... Fuck off, we're broadcasting. <laughs> and his face, he looked furious. Oh, I missed that because I was really, really stupid. You were shit. doing actual work. So. No, no, that was that you were doing investigative journalism there by 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 checking out what he was doing. Talking of investigative journalists, there's Savio Vega. Yeah, <laughs> he's on a good one today. Just getting our screen nicely lined up so we can just keep tabs on whether we pop off or not. Very nice. tend to do. So we've already had a lot of fun before the show has started. And sadly, this isn't on the WWE Network. But we've missed the SummerSlam Bikini Beach Blast Off, oh. which featured uh, the likes of Marlena, mm -hmm. Sable, and Sonny wearing bikinis with hilarious results. Bums and boobs and legs and that. Bums and boobs and legs and that. There was a swimming pool in the middle, and everybody was having a nice little swim, and they got out of the water because they thought somebody did a shit in the pool. This isn't even this isn't even a bit. This is what happened. When so they did the Caddyshack bit, and they even went the full the full Caddyshack because TL Hopper got in the pool. Picked up the poo and ate it, and it was oh, it's a, it's a, it's a chocolate bar, oh. it's a candy bar all along. Fantastic! It's that candy bar they do in America that looks like a poo. Oh right, as opposed to most American candy bars that taste like a poo. Oh, he's got you there. Your chocolate is shit. I'll be honest. Hmm. Australia's isn't that good as well. I'm sorry, Oz, but because they have to put special things in there to stop all the chocolate from melting. Melt, yeah, it affects the taste. Yeah, my mate lives in Sydney and he, he has to receive care packages because he's just like, oh, I want a bit of chocolate, but it's just awful out here. <laughs> it's just, everything tastes of Ribeiro. I'll say this for the Gondorina, it looks fantastic. It brand new built. Yeah. It was only finished like about a month ago. It's no, it's it's very new. Yeah. It's the Gondorina, so it's nice. So no one's no one's ruined it yet. Good crowd, though. It's a great night for, for the WWF. They packed out the uh, what is now known as the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Uh, now, obviously, in our timeline, it's the Gundarina, which is much better. Yeah. Uh, before, also on the pre-show, we miss Steve Austin in action. The good hand in the mid card beat the fat lad in the mid card, Yokozuna, wow. in one minute and fifty-two. Ooh. Yokozuna basically flattened Austin for a bit, then went up for the bonsai. The top rope broke. He fell back, and Austin pinned him. Wow, he didn't even get a stunner on him. No, not even getting a stunner on him. This must be one of Yokozuna's last matches. We're near the end. Yeah. We are near the end for Yoko. Um, he is, it's quite a fall from grace. Um, and so that, oh, by the way, Dave gave it a dud. Not surprised. Not surprised. It doesn't even sound like a match. Doesn't even, it's barely an angle. It is officially the, uh, the that's what we missed from the free-for-all. I remember getting the, this on VHS because I went through a period where 
I was collecting WWF VHS tapes. Yeah. Once I started earning my own money, I was and living at home. I was like, I'm just gonna go on eBay and Amazon and just buy WWF videotapes. So it was a great weekend when two or three would arrive at the same time. And I remember <laughs> this arrived on the same day as In Your House Man Games. Man mm, games. games. That's the next In Your House after SummerSlam, is. isn't it? Yeah. Again, another event that I've not seen in full, but know of the importance of it. It's all. It's a. It's a one match show, as, yeah. as most In Your Houses is, is are. But what um, a match. But what a one match. Yeah. You know, what a one match. Did you collect video? Were you, were you yes, collect yeah, video yeah. tapes? Yeah. 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 I, I used to get them as gifts, like mm -hmm. Easter, birthday, Christmas, because I'm the youngest of three, but I'm the youngest by 10 years. Wow. So when I'm 97, I was nine. So my brother's 19. My sister's like 21-ish. So they'd be like, oh, Christmas. Here you go, Jack. Here's just, But it wasn't sequential. It was just like, here's an event. Here's another event. Like, I remember, yeah, when I turned 10 in 1998, here is uh, In Your House, No Way Out of Texas. Nice. Which, you know, I've got very fond memories of, but, I, you know, it's now just known as a meme because of Savio Vega. But because, <laughs> because I wasn't really completely plugged back in, I was, mm. like, kind of, like, half in, just watching it in dribs and drabs. I was like, ah, oh, Savio Vega. Yeah, cool. Not realizing it's like, oh, this should have been... Full DX. It should have been Shawn Michaels <laughs> in there as well. And it's just swapping it out. But then having the audacity to go, oh, we've got a guy. Oh, we got a guy. The audacity to tease that you've got someone decent. Yeah. And then go, no, no disrespect to Savio Vega, but it's more the case of, you know, when if they leaned into the story of Savio and Austin, it probably would have been all right. Yeah. If you told that story maybe a week before and gone, we've got this guy from Austin's past. Are we going to picture and picture? Oh, look at... It's Vader wearing Air Max 90s and socks. Damn right he is. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Vader lifting weights. Yeah. I don't know if he lifted weights. <laughs> oh, you must have had to. You'd have thought so. I don't think he ever did any cardio, but just probably just pure weights. And pure weights. Punching a bison or something like Jesse that. Jesse Ventura would say, not a lot of definition, but plenty of mass. <laughs> You see, Gorilla, <laughs> he uses a centrifugal force to take down his opponent. I don't know where I'm from. Where's Ventura from? Yeah, where's Ventura Minnesota, from? Minnesota. <laughs> He's from Middlesbrough, brother. Like. Hello, I'm Jesse Ventura. I'm not mere Middlesbrough. Yo, let's show me, Gorilla, you twat. Do you want a ham pie? Um. <laughs> My first video I got, because I got back into wrestling in 99. Hmm. And so, like, big gap in the knowledge from, like, 94, 93 to now. Mm. So, like, I thought, I'm just going to go on. I'm going to HMV and buy wrestling video. Yeah. And I bought In Your House Breakdown 1998. <laughs> what a it. random choice. So, this was... Uh, is, is that the one where... Oh, no, it's Degeneration X, isn't it? Where it's blue with Shawn Michaels on the front. No, it's... Breakdown, is that Triple H doing the chop? No, it's... Uh, on the front cover of the video, it was Steve Austin Kane and Undertaker. Okay. Oh, is that for the vacant title? Or, or where the title becomes vacant where as a result? the title becomes vacant because Vince says Kane can't pin Undertaker, Undertaker can't pin Kane, but it's a triple threat match. Mm. So, like, all the cards stacked against Austin. But there was also on the undercard a cage match, a triple threat cage match. Mankind versus Ken Shamrock versus The Rock. Whoa. That was really good. Yeah. Edge, I think it was Edge's first pay-per-view match against Owen Hart. Okay. Which is all right. It's, it's, I just got the image in my head when he said, oh, Ken Shamrock, The Rock, and Mankind in a case. Like, don't give The Rock a chair because he's like, I'm going to concuss both these pricks. <laughs> I'm going to concuss the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to concuss. Actually, I remember because I think 
was it? I think it was was it Mankind climbing down the cage, thinking he was about to win, and in the in the ring, Rock just pinned Ken Shamrock. Oh. So Mankind hit the ground like I won. He's like, no, you didn't. No, oh, Mick. It was cute Mick Foley period. Yeah. Oh, so I remember thinking, okay, I'm now catching up on things that I missed, and I just started just I've got a bunch of them back home, of like VHS tapes of old WWF shows, but then the networks come out and it's like, I know I don't need them anymore. My mum and I keep saying, are you going to come take these offers? I said, I should, but I don't want to sell them. Mm. It's, it's, uh, I've still got all my ECW DVDs, even though have they're on the network. I mean, because some of them as well, are <laughs> even though, you know, as we all know, Paul Heyman, massive carny, used licensed music, definitely didn't pay for the licensed <laughs> music. Some of the DVDs didn't censor it. And one of my favorite shows is Anarchy Rules 1999 because it's one of the three best ECW pay-per-views. It's just everyone's on their A-game. But it's also got the actual music in it. So ah. when New Jack's there, it's playing Natural Born Killers rather than just some generic beat loop and Supernova and Chris Chetty coming out to Beastie Boys. And it's just like, oh, fantastic. And I think I paid years ago, I paid about 35 quid for it. And I was like, I'm having that. Because I used to have that on VHS and then lost it. And now, obviously, it's on the network, but I've still got the... The, the full, fat, original version. And as we've seen with streaming services, you can't guarantee that something's going to be on there forever. So if you've no. got hold of your physical media and you've got the space for it, keep hold of it. Yeah. I often worry with the network because I do feel like I love having the network. But for the last year or so, I thought our numbers up with the network, especially now that the, the merge is going through. Yeah. They're going to go, well, how can we... Uh... Or will they go back to it? Or will they lean more into it? I don't know. I don't know. No. Because if, if there's... Obviously, they might do more documentaries because if they can be like, oh, here's the rise of Ken Shamrock and UFC and stuff like that, or they could even do like... I doubt they would because there'd be a very limited audience, but say if they did the... Here's the Shamrock versus Dan Severin collection. They're fighting UFC. A oh. couple of matches in WWE. A couple of talking heads. Nine people just... Yeah. Losing their mind and... Cracking one off. Right off. <laughs> to, to such shenanigans. Because we've seen it with, um, obviously, Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. That's been <laughs> deleted from history. Yeah. And I know, probably rightly so, but at the same time, it is rewriting history. There, mm. there needs to be a record of this kind of stuff, so you learn from your mistakes. Roddy Piper did something racist that we won't talk about anymore. That's just yes. what it should say. Yeah. Oh, it's just a disclaimer at the bottom, just being like, it was the 80s, it was stupid then, it's definitely stupid now. Well, they kind of have that at the start where they say these shows are presented in their original format. Yeah. Um, so, you know, viewer discretion advice all the way through. And there's quite a few shows that have that, which is probably where they, you know, shows where... A lot know, of the Benoit shows have that, don't they? I think all the Benoit shows have that, because obviously the commentary would be talking about how brilliant Benoit is, despite the fact that he's, he killed his family. Yeah. Um, so I think they have to kind of go, just a heads up. But then it's weird. Like he's, I think on the on Peacock, his name started coming back in again because on oh. the network, whenever there's a Chris Benoit match, it just says like Val Venus is in action. Val Venus in action. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you can't you can't search Chris Benoit on the network because mm. it'll it'll bring you zero responses. Yeah. Um, but I think on Peacock, it started coming back in. Gold dust in the crowd there. What's what are they looking at? Ah. Oh. Is it the Whippleman? <laughs> is is, is it? it? No, it's no, Clarence. It's Clarence. Ah. It's Clarence who is the... Uh... He's looking at Savio, isn't he? Well, bear in mind on Raw, did we have Savio versus Crush just this past Monday? We, we did. Yes, yes we, we did. did. So obviously, he's representing Crush. Farouk's in the 
in town. He's going to get a few lads together. I'm sure Savio's part of the original, isn't he? I seem to remember, though, not so much Savio, but... I see that's it, that's it. Because I seem to remember that um, Owen and Bulldog and Camp Cornet still have Clarence Mason on the books. Yes. And I think, I, I think this might happen at Mind Games, where Clarence Mason kind of accidentally on purpose signs away Bulldog and Owen from Cornet. Ah. I think that's to come. Yeah. A little spoiler there. No. Uh, so I think that's why he's ringside shouting for Owen. Okay. I think he's, uh, he's going to get a bit of a taste of being a manager as Clarence Mason. Yeah, because obviously he'll bring together... I'm, I'm, my clairvoyant powers are saying, I think it's Farouk, Crush, PG-13, uh, nameless actors in uh, suits and bow ties like the from the Nation of Islam, D'Lo Brown, Brown and Savio. I don't think Savio was in the Nation. Is he not? No, Savio was lost for a week. Well, I know, but I thought that all came because him and Crush were kicked out of the Nation, so they went, we'll form our own gangs. Oh... Every Nation Domination member ranked from worst to best. Ahmed Johnson, number one. <laughs> was, actually, would it not have been Ahmed? Ahmed, at the end, was. I'm going to have to look this up now. Because I think Ahmed was part of the Virgin in Nation 2.0, was he? With Mark Henry and D'Lo before they brought in Rocky Maivir, maybe? Savio Vega joins the Nation Domination. Yeah. Well, he did join. Well, there you go. I bet people were screaming at this going, why are you uh, not agreeing <laughs> with him? He's correct. Yeah, the original lineup is exactly as you said. Why have Farouk, I... Why, PG-13, yeah. Savio, Vega and Crush. I think part of it was, I liked the nation at the time. And then growing up and learning about the nation of Islam and watching you know programs like The Wire, which has the nation in it, and looking at that original version of it with Farouk there in the full leather saying, by any means necessary, and you've got these fellas in bow ties. It's like... That's really boundary pushing shit yeah. for 1996, 97. Jesus, yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. It? I think they're often, even though everyone's like, oh, bring back the nation, redo it. They kind of underrated the nation. When you mm. think about how strong they first came out of it, and then obviously Nation 2.0, when you got Farouk and The Rock fighting for power, and it just takes The Rock up to that next level. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it was. It served its purpose. I don't think we need to do the nation of domination again. No, but certainly learn from it and certainly take elements from it. Yeah, uh, I think. But then you don't need to do another one. No, I think it's easy just to go. Oh, I'll just redo that. When you go, well, no. How about we just take elements from it and learn from it and make something new and exciting? Like, like evolution was basically. Oh, here's, here's our version of the Horseman ish. But yeah. we're building new guys. Well, that's it. It's a horseman, but with but instead of the but instead of the, the 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 motive being to keep these guys on top, it's to actually bring new guys up, yeah. which is the purpose that it served in creating new stars. And then you look at the the uh, the evolution of evolution and how they all went on to be multi-time world champions. Yeah, like purpose served. I'm I'm a fan of well-built stables. I think every stable needs you need a main eventer, a mm. mid-card guy, a tag team. And maybe a muscle. So I think four or five is your sweet spot. Because then if you can compete on every level and have someone there to... That's why Degeneration X worked. I mean, the first version was just Michael's on top, Triple H in the mid card, China to punch people in the balls, Rick Rude there for a minute to have a great mustache. <laughs> yeah, and then the Outlaws in the tag division. Yeah, and then X-Pac went, went into that mid card slot as Triple H went up the card. Yeah. So worked well. What other ones? NWO at first-ish. Oh, and then it just became like... Yeah. because It became a small village. Yeah. Because you got <laughs> Hogan on top, Nash and Hall in the tag division, but could easily have gone on top. 
giant as a bit of a muscle, but also could go on top and then Xbox in the mid card. Then Virgil. Ver- Virgil. <laughs> and Scott Steiner turns up. He's like, where my hoops is at? <laughs> and then um, did Scott Norton join the NWO? Norton did. Norton did. <coughs> Stevie Ray. I am. The Wolfpack. Splinter Group. Yeah, it, be- it became a messy business. Brian Adams. He's... Two, two, Ed Leslie. Two things I'd change if I could go back in time. Would you is, kill Hitler? I'd, no, I'd let him. No. <laughs> 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 things, run along, little Two boy. things I'd change from WCW. When it splits off to Hollywood and Wolfpack, just call the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack, don't call them the NWO. Mm. Just call them their own thing, because that helps keep a bit of longevity in the NWO. And call, I know, Hogan's group, just Hollywood. So you end the NWO there so that when you do eventually reform it, you can get a bit more gas in the tank. Ah, so you, so, oh, Owen's won, by the way. Yeah, Clouds Racing's delighted. I think he's there for Owen. Yeah, that's a brown cast on his arm now. Grim looking cast, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Daughty cast. Uh, So Owen and Savio opened the show. What did Dave give it on the old star ratings? One and three quarters. Two and a half. Okay. Dave quite liked it. Dave quite liked this one. Yeah, he quite liked it. If you could build, mm. plant the seed in your head, a stable yeah. on the current WWE roster. Okay. Who would you put? Like, build a, build a stable. Don't worry too much about storylines they're currently in. Right. Just trying to think who's on it. Um, build a stable. It's got to be a heel stable. Heel stables work better. Yeah. So, main eventer, Lashley. Nice. Mid-card guy, Tommaso Ciampa. Nice. Tag team, I would put, I don't know. Because I'm trying to think, I want Gable in there, but obviously Otis is more comedic but I think Gable if you let him just be a killer basically just have a, a stable well, of killers Otis and Gable and Otis is the muscle yeah okay and mouthpiece I don't know I don't know oh, it's, it's one of those my because uh, when we were watching Wrestlemania the other week I, I showed my ignorance with current WWE because it was obviously all hands on deck and like as we're, co- as we're coming into this session, I've just covered Impact Rebellion at the weekend because Aiden usually covers WWE and I do AEW, Ring of Honor, and Impact. And it's shared loads. So when it came to the, the WrestleMania, it showed me ignorance. Main event, I went, which one's Jimmy and which one's Jay? <laughs> and they were like, Jimmy's got the mullet. Jimmy's got long hair. Jay's got short hair. Okay, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm so I'm glad one of them cut their hair. Yeah. It does make yeah. life much easier. Yeah. One of the one is like the one is people go Jesus Christ he's a main eventer and then Jimmy's the other one. <laughs> Sorry Jimmy, but come on now. Savio's just been attacked by Bradshaw. Oh, that's gonna be a long. What view. a bastard! Oh, Todd's back. Todd Pettingill's back, baby. He never really went away. They just didn't focus on him as much. Yeah, he's not really been around because obviously Doc Hendricks has been doing all the backstage stuff. He's been um, waking up, I think, New York with Scott Shannon. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a year after this, but he was doing uh, the, um, the breakfast show for WCBS. I like I Todd Pattengill. I think it was WCBS. No, it wasn't. Cause it was, that's where Scott Shannon went to. I don't know. <laughs> but we're getting a tour of the boiler room. So, uh, oh, the boiler room. Just there? <laughs> just chilling. 
He's so good. Like, obviously, <laughs> he's licking the boiler. Like, Mankind became obviously comedic and like an absolute super baby face that you forget how disturbed the character was at first. Yeah. Before the sock. I like Mr. Socker. But. There was so much concern over him not being Cactus Jack anymore and being whatever yeah. cartoon machination Vince McMahon comes up with. And I think this is probably one of the strongest characters yeah. that, uh, that was ever created, is Mankind. Cactus Jack will always be my favorite just because at the time I was a little hardcore kid. So I liked it when he'd turn up and everyone would be like, like when Triple H would be like, ah, I can beat Mankind. And he turns up as Cactus Jack and Triple H is like, ah, yeah. fuck. He's like... I remember this lad pile driving me through a, a decorator's table in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that was such a great moment. Mm. Like, and Triple H sold that like like a king. Yeah. Made it out like, oh shit, this is actually a genuine threat now if he's Cactus Jack again. Do you think the Undertaker Mankind feud would have been as strong or maybe less or more so had Mankind been Cactus Jack? Had it been Cactus Jack gunning for Undertaker instead of Mankind? Ooh, I don't know. I think it still would have worked. It just wouldn't have had the dark, weird drama of it. Mm. It just would have been more brawling unless this fella's weird and he talks to a rat. Because <laughs> I think the dark, weird drama is what makes it. Yeah. I do. And you are a big proponent for bollocks in wrestling as well. I am a massive proponent for bollocks in me wrestling. So talking about bollocks then, swinging back to it, what's it, what's your, as as more of a WWE guy at present, What what's... Your best stable. My fact. Okay, if I'm building a stable from the WWE guys. Okay, so uh, we are going to go with. I think a heel. It has to be a heel stable again. Yeah, I think it absolutely has to. I think, but it's, 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 it's more fun in heel. In heel, sorry, I'm laughing at Tom Pritchard looking. He looks like out, old. He looks look, like like he's been poured into a sock. Um, <laughs> he looks like. <laughs> he looks like what was a uh, Buddy Rose. Is it? <laughs> Playboy Buddy Rose. <laughs> Buddy Rose and the Blowaway Diet. Bit like Nature Boy Paul Lee. <laughs> 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 <He's> like... <laughs> um, okay, so I am going to do... Vladimir! <laughs> There's Vlad! What a boy! Should I think a great... Okay. Um... Right, we're going to have... Right. Heel stable. Leader of the heel stable is Mustafa Ali. Yes. He's the leader. He's fantastic. Right. The muscle is Braun Strowman. Okay. The tag team is... I'm going to bring back uh, Aikam and Razor. Okay. <laughs> Break my own rules. Bring back the Authors of Pain. Uh, and do I, need a, I need a sprightly mid-carder, don't I? Um... I'm going to bring in T-Bar. Oh. He's not a sprightly mid-carder, but basically Mustafa Ali has all these fucking big bastards around him. Yeah. And he just gets on and goes, yeah, I'm brilliant. You're shit. I'll come fight you then. Lads, off you go. <laughs> and he just has, and he, they just do his willing. And then, then the moment they decide, now you're a piece of shit, we'll just beat you up. And yeah. it's a nice little twist at the end. That's mine. I like it. There we go. Mustafa Ali's fantastic. He's great. I hope, I hope one day he can be truly happy and do the stuff he always wants to do yeah because he's creative he, he films his own promos just in the bowels of the arena with a iphone doesn't he yeah he uses he uses the time he's at wwe wonderfully well yeah 
I'm not saying that nobody else does, but uh, he especially does. He especially does. There's Sonny leading Billy and Bart. Sonny looks lovely there. Yep. Always a pleasure. Billy Gunn's looking handsome as well, as is, and Bart's there too. So we're at the four-way tag match. 25 minutes and 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59. 26 minutes exactly is your time stamp if you're doing the retro reaction with us. Can't wait till we get to uh, the Boiler Room Brawl to tell you how this went down in the arena. I'm very intrigued by that. But I will tell you for now uh, that local cable... Uh, operators advertised two matches that didn't happen. Okay. Uh, so they were obviously sent a running order from the WWF way in advance of what was going to happen at SummerSlam, and somebody either forgot to update it or just forgot to tell them the matches had changed. So, is it, which means in an early incarnation of SummerSlam, we were going to see Ahmed Johnson versus Owen Hart. Yeah. Uh, the title. But yeah, but then yeah. obviously Farouk is around as well. So then Farouk came in. So that that was shifted to become Ahmed Johnson versus Farouk for mm-hmm. the Intercontinental title. And now that's not happening either because Ahmed's out of the window. Get this. Another match that was sent to local advertisers that didn't happen for obvious reasons. The British Bulldog, our boy. Our boy. Versus the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been awful. That would have <laughs> been a dirge. But I'm into it. <laughs> I'd love to have seen Warrior versus Bulldog. That would have been Fuck. great. Where's that meeting backstage? Oh, God. Right, so I do a thing where I do this. Well, I do a thing where I do this too. <laughs> no, but oh. see, see, okay. I, pick, I pick up a lad and just kind of throw him. No, but I throw him in as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Well, uh, how about you throw me and then I throw you? Uh, no, I don't go up for throws. No, me neither. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Vince! <laughs> We don't know what to do. Rat, rat, and an imp, imp, impus, impass, <laughs> compass. Have you got a compass? We're, we're at impus. We're at impus. Don't services. like impus. They're those little creatures in 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 gothic horror books. <laughs> no, those are imps. Like oh little, shit! Like little demons. They're little demons out there that stalk me nights and stalk me dreams. Don't so, come for me. I wake up sometimes and I've pissed because I've thought about them <laughs> for too long. Bloody imps. Anyway. We mean Warrior having a match and we don't know what to do. <laughs> what would they have done? I'm sure they'd have just had Bulldog bump for Warrior, like his yeah. back depended he, on he it. He bumps for fucking Henry Godwin, doesn't he? So. <laughs> I don't think Bulldog even makes the card tonight. Sad to report. Oh, no, he does. He's on next. Hey. It's fine. Who's on next? Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. Jim Neidhart in pants. <laughs> That's who's on next, oh. my friends. Talking to Jim Neidhart in pants. There's Sam Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Tom Pritchard is a very good wrestler. He's respected. He's a good trainer. But in 1996, in the body donors, let's just say the look doesn't work for him. It doesn't really do him any favours. You will notice, speaking of looks, that uh, Skip is wearing a very fetching little white collar. Yeah. Uh, this is it's not... Kevin Nash breaker's match for a powerbomb. <laughs> <laughs> not on this occasion, uh, but there is a, it is a, a real collar that he's currently wearing. Yeah. He, as you reported last time we were together, he suffered a cracked vertebrae uh, at Mad- in Madison Square Garden just a couple of days before this show. But he's like, get out there, mate, and wrestle. He's like, but, but Ahmed got a video package. He's like, yeah, but you're not Ahmed. <laughs> Get your gear on. 
Candido's cracked his vertebrae. No days off. Get out there. <laughs> I hope he doesn't tag in. I hope he can just work the match from the apron. Well, this was kind of the 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 deal was that look, it's a it's a four team match. There's eight people in the match. You won't necessarily need to do anything. I'm intrigued to see how much he ends up doing. Oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Crisscross into a Fargo strut. Is this 1981? What's oh going on? Oh my gosh, what a dream. But they tagged in Billy and Bart, and Billy's like yelling, just go tag someone else in. I love this. They don't, The penny doesn't drop for ages on like, they should just tag someone else in. Yeah. They act as if they have to wrestle. All three of them act like, oh no, now we've got to wrestle. There you go. Now, ah, oh, but nobody ah. wants to tag. Billy's got his arm in a cast that looks like as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't read of any injuries to Billy. Too much wanking. <laughs> didn't take Jake Roberts' advice. That's what advice. it says in the Observer. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. He should listen to Jake the Snake on that PSA. <laughs> then his snake eye touches Damien. Stop wanking. <laughs> it's just the idea of Jake looking down the, down the camera going, Stop wanking. <laughs> We're caught in a hell of a promo beforehand. <laughs> the demons in my mind. <laughs> Stop wanking. <laughs> Corinthians 18.32 says, Thou shalt forgive. I won't forgive what Jerry Lawler did to me. Stop wanking. Stop wanking. Well, they're gone. He's gone. No. They're gone. So no. Skip gets a night off. Well done, mate. We were talking too much about wanking that we missed the elimination. <laughs> That's the retro review. Yeah. Recap. Retro recap. Retro reactions. Reactions, right. It's all good. It's I'll good. get it eventually. I'll get I'll do it on the night. Because <laughs> if you're all right, if you have a look at this next clip. We do because we do reactions on the main channel. So I'm just le I'm just as I've done my entire four years at Coldaholic, just bleed off the success of others. <laughs> just synchronized, isn't it? Yeah. Synchronized swimming. Yeah. As the, as I used to do in school. Did you? To be a good swimmer in school. I'm not a very good swimmer. Yeah. I, can, I, can you swim? I can't swim. It's just not very graceful. <laughs> There's lots of flailing. So to the untrained flailing. eye. Flailing. To the untrained eye, like, oh, that, that chubby lad's drowning. But it's like, oh, no, he's actually, he's moving. <laughs> he's having he's, a great time. There's just no grace. I just don't go swimming often enough to kind of hone my craft. To justify. Yeah. The I, it, it was an annoying one because I didn't really go swimming as a kid because I was very... I was a placid and quite lazy kid. And if my parents were like, do you want to do this? I'm just like, no, I'm okay watching The Simpsons. And in hindsight, it worked out well for me because I've now got a job where I have to watch TV. <laughs> but my brother is a fantastic... He's just one of those natural swimmers where he'll just dive in. He'll pop underwater. He'll just kind of like shimmy like a fish and then pop oh. up at the deep end. So he's like, why can't you swim? Get in there and swim. I was like, that's not how it works. That's not how you teach someone. <laughs> it's so annoying when someone does something really well and they go, well, just do that. Yeah. No... That's not no. That's not how things work. Yeah, you have a skill set that you've honed. It's like my mum's a good cook, and I used to be in a relationship with a, a trained chef, and I didn't cook much. She's like, "What do you mean you can't cook? Just cook." It's like, "Well, what? Just put the oven cook. on." She's like, "Just put the oven on." It's like, "There's numbers. There's gas marks. I'll oh, just put it on and then cook it till it's done." It's like that's not <laughs> teaching. <laughs> Alex is a really good cook. I'm not. If I've got the recipe in front of me, I can cook quite well. Mm. I cook relatively well, and uh, and it's not it's not a confidence area for me. And she'll and like I'll be making something, and she'll go, "Have you put uh, red onions in that?" It's not on the menu. It's not on the ingredients list or the method. Yeah, but you can put some red onions in. Yeah. So 
<laughs> no. Oh, I have a process. I'm I'm kind of. I can't in, just chuck red onions in. I'm kind of in the middle. If you give me like a complex recipe, I can follow it easily. Yeah. And I, I you know, can use the nails to be like tasting and be like, oh no, I've got some spice over there that might be nice. But I would never be like, ah, oh, this could do with some mange too. I've got some. <laughs> like I'm not one of them. Bring in the mange too. Yeah. No, I I can't. I but the Alex is really good. She'll go. I go. How much I put in? She'll go. Just eyeball it. I was like, just yeah. How much is that? Yeah. <laughs> you can't just say eyeball it. <laughs> just eyeball it. No, you come and cook it. No, can't be asked. No. Well, I told you. Did I mention it on the podcast recently that I had to when. Sean had already moved and I had to ring her to ask her how to make pasta because I'd only done yeah. it once in my life. And then two nights later, she's like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just uh, just making a Thai green curry. Got some nice, like, <laughs> <laughs> some tender stem broccoli in there and all that. Doing all that stuff's fine. But it's just like, I've just never done pasta before. What do I do? She's like, wow, that's really strange. Wow. She's like, you boil water every morning and make poached eggs. Like, yeah, but that's not pasta. <laughs> she's like, it's the same thing. I was like, what do you mean? Jack Atkins is like staring off, thinking about poached eggs with like numbers flying around his head, like the gif. It's the same as poached eggs. It's just like, I've just made a three-tiered wedding cake, but I don't know how to make toast. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. just yeah, the unfortunate thing in, in Jack Atkins' house, you can make a three-tiered wedding cake, you can't make toast. So every day for breakfast, it's 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 egg on three-tiered wedding cake. Oh, that'd be great. Oh god, it's, I had a lot of cake this week. It's like the, the other year during lockdown when Liverpool were a good football team. Oh. Um, we had a bad result, and I was in such a bad mood that I went and made white chocolate and fudge cookies. Wow! <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I've got all the bits. Da, 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 da. Oh, they're quite good. Ooh, pasta? Not sure. It's like everyone knows how to make pasta. But I know now, but I just needed someone to just say, oh, yeah, do that. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I admire your resolve in making like, white chocolate chip cookies because I get as far as the cookie dough and just go, I'll eat that. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, it gives you the poos, though. It, it does give you the poos. But you know what? What's life without suffering? <laughs> You're a good Catholic boy, Tom Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> What's you must suffer all your life. <laughs> in the event that your religion is cr the correct one, <laughs> I, the, I was we're chatting we're chatting about death the other night, Alex. And I. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> we were chatting away about death. Yeah, and uh, I said I'm gonna like schedule a bunch of tweets mm. for after. If I know I'm going, I'm gonna schedule a bunch of tweets. Like, and I want to I want to try and get I want to try and get a selfie with someone from Amish country. Just so, I can, just so, like uh, about three weeks after I pass, I go, lads, the Amish were right. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's Built a barn, <laughs> milk the cow. It's up at four a.m. anyway. Put the shit up, Christianity. Go, fuck. We should have been Amish. <laughs> Get me to Pennsylvania. Oh, no, throw away all iPods. You tending the land. <laughs> Had a great time in heaven. We're in a shirt. God, I miss my fuck shirt with no collar and some braces. <laughs> Can't, I can't play, I, I can't play WWE champions, but I can fire up this this light bulb with a lemon. <laughs> I'm off to muck out the sheep. Happens <laughs> to a podcast in weeks. I've told Sean that when I die, I want my funeral to be a comedy roast. Yeah. But in the true nature of a comedy roast, where you don't hold back, but at the end you're just like, right. 
but he was brilliant. That's the rules of a comedy roast. You've got to absolutely batter someone and at the end, just massage the ego. <laughs> so I don't want just people to say, he was horrible. Wake well. around the corner. <laughs> 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 well, we might do that. You won't know. I don't know. It's the perfect party for me because everyone's talking about me and the, you know, the subject of all conversation, but I don't have to be present or somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. you've, already, you've already fucked up. Yeah. It's great. I will remember that when I'm doing the roast saying that this is, this is exactly what Jack Atkins would have wanted. Yeah. Like we're all talking about him and he's nowhere to be fucking found. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he, he sat out in a cloud somewhere <laughs> fucking eating eggs <laughs> and passing through him because he's a ghost like in Casper. Oh, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> Do you remember that when they ate when they ate in Ca- in Casper? Yeah. And he'd eat the food and they just it'd just flop out of the bottom of them. You'd be mm. like that with you and eggs when you go. As long as I don't look like Casper, that would be fine. No, you'll be the little floating version of your own self and see through. It'd be a lovely day. <laughs> I don't know why we were talking about death. <laughs> do you have one of your melancholy moments, did you? Yeah, we do sometimes. Oh, was it because Oh, it might have been because we were watching Mrs. Doubtfire. Ah. Obviously, Robin Williams is no longer with us. Tell you what, watching that film again the other night, it frustrated me because you've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where they go, where the TV director goes, hey, I want to hear more of your ideas. Bridges at 7 o'clock. And then his ex-wife goes, it's my birthday, we're all going out for dinner. Bridges at 7 o'clock. Simple solutions to go, sorry, I can't make it. I've got something else on. Yeah. But the, she's like, oh, no, please come to my birthday. It means so much to me. Well, no, I've, as I've said, uh, I'm already I've, busy. You've I, I, booked this without my consent. Uh, we'll meet up tomorrow. We'll do lunch on Yeah, there. I said, tell you what, we'll catch up tomorrow. And she'd gone, all right. And then all of that would have been avoided. Yeah. Would have been no problem at all. Instead, he had to run back and forth between the two all night. And it was mm. just, just carnage. Yeah. The amount of film, amount of iconic movie scenes that would have been avoided if common sense had persevered. <laughs> Saying that, though, this is going to make me sound like a shagger, but I'm not. Years ago, Such a in 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 the Tinder days, Aww. I'd, I'd um, match with someone, um, speaking etc. And I was it was before Christmas. And I was at a mate's in town, just having like a kind of like friends pre Christmas dinner. And she was like, "Hey, we're in wherever. Are, are you around?" I was like, "Yeah, well, I'll come hang out for a bit." And then we were like, "Oh, we'll go to this other bar." And we get to this other bar. And there was someone else I'd been talking to, and I had to do the classic oh, sitcom thing. You actually did it. I did it. And at the end, I got that anxious. I just went, I'm going home. <laughs> I got a taxi and went home. So I was just like, yeah, you go get a drink. You go over there. And the best like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, having a good time. I'm just off to the toilet. And then just, did you have like a different set of clothes to put on each time? <laughs> the hat. My mate was DJ, and I was like, Luke, you got to help me out here. Um, and then at the end, I was just like, this is, this is too much happening. I'm going home. <laughs> That's amazing. It was fantastic. Looking back on it, it was fantastic. It was like, that's that's a sitcom thing that only happens in sitcoms, and it happened to me. But unlike in a sitcom, I didn't get caught out. I just got quite upset and was like, I'm going home. <laughs> Can't have a bit of text. Can't act this anymore. Did both of them text you going, hey, where have you gone? No, I, I, I didn't do the, the Irish goodbye. Ah, oh, fair enough. I was just like, right, I'm off. I've got to get back. I'll speak to you next week. Bumps as he was like, nice seeing you. See you in a few days. I'm <laughs> off. And then the one stops you as you're going out, just going, hey, we should meet up again. And then, then the other comes out and goes, hey, Jack, I thought you were leaving. Uh. <laughs> That's so Atkins. Uh. 
What? If... Big picture ah. of Sonu. Because obviously, it's not about the champions. It's all about the manager. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Well, if, but I, that's the whole point, is that she's very up her own arse. And yeah. She's, so it's kind of in keeping. Have I ever told you about my dream that I, I want to set up if I win the lottery? And this isn't the, you know, living in a forest in Norway and uh, feasting upon the land. Oh. Um, is What I'd love to do is I'd have to set this up because I'd have to pay money to do it. I want to find a traditional butcher's and I want to get a Jack Russell and a string of sausages and a butcher with a moustache. And I want to just sit across the road and watch a Jack Russell run out of this butcher's with a string of sausages as a fat fellow with a moustache goes, Way! I'd love to see that. It's proper Beano stuff. <laughs> well, look, if you, can, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Yeah, it's just having to pay the money to be like, right, you might fail a health inspection because a dog's been in here. <laughs> I'm sure that there is a, a butcher's we can speak to yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. So hang on. So this is the. So these are people on the way to SummerSlam, In, including the Godwins. The Godwins. It, isn't it mad that like 2023 hipsters dress like the Godwins? <laughs> <laughs> and the smoking gun. Yeah, they'd look amazing. <laughs> like, Brock Lesnar dresses like the smoking guns now. <laughs> if, if you put all four of them in the middle of Brooklyn right now, they'd completely blend in. <laughs> you, wouldn't think, you wouldn't think anything of them. Lovely horse. Couldn't so the field. they're having a race to Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, Ringo Starr's starting the race, apparently. <laughs> So what? So, so some some are taking the train, some are taking. Uh, I'd have thought the Godwins would have taken the horse and carriage. I thought they both would have taken the horse and carriage. Of course, you're gonna win. You're in a train. <laughs> of course, they're gonna win. They're in a train. Both look like great times, though. I mean, they're, they're both. I mean, they're holding up traffic. Livid. They're already. <laughs> how yeah. thick? How thick a billion bar to go? I oh, will definitely win in this horse. <laughs> how many horsepower is this car? Literally <laughs> one. Literally <laughs> one horsepower. Ah, <laughs> oh, they hey. both won. They won the race to Cleveland in front of four people. I don't understand how this one horsepower horse beat us to Cleveland. <laughs> I don't understand how this one horse horsepower. I'm just didn't get there quicker than a train. I like the fact that the smoking guns are both wearing gold gym t-shirts <laughs> rather than, you know, cowboy stuff or their own merch. I feel like this should have been shown either on the kickoff show or before the tag title match. Yeah. Not, As opposed to after yeah. the tag title match. Is it like a plug for like the new Metro of, of Cleveland? I don't know. Now they're at the Cleveland Indians, so I bet Jerry Lawler pops up because he's a fan of all the Cleveland teams for some reason. Yeah, you called it. Yeah, because you know the king of Memphis sports, the the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Browns, any other Cleveland team. He watches Cleveland. He watches the Cleveland show. Yeah, is he? Maybe he just likes a little break from from Memphis and yeah. just head up to Cleveland for a bit. How far is Memphis and Cleveland? Practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that one goes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm saying it's probably quite far. <laughs> I think it is practice. It is practice. <laughs> All right, it'd be funny about that, dude. Oh. <laughs> you want to get that scene, too? I should do, to be fair. <laughs> that is a hairdo on Jerry Lawler, isn't it? It's it's certainly a look. He, he's he's like Jerry O'Connell from Stand By Me, <laughs> but with a mulleted back. It's weird. <laughs> he sat there with all his friends. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, hit me. What did, what did Dave give the last match? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I should do that really. Uh, what do you reckon he gave it? Two. Give it a dud. Wow. Okay. Dave did not like. The guns versus the rockers, the condoms, the body dollars. I don't think it deserved a dud. No. Well, Savio Vaker and Sonny doing community service. Why would you have a heel doing community service? I mean, <laughs> knowing Sonny, she's probably charged. Um, <laughs> oh, Mark Henry. Oh, yeah, he's on the books now. Yeah, but look at his beret. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I think an underrated gimmick from Mark Henry's glory years was the beret years. Yeah. He did wear a beret fairly fairly, fairly uh, often. Yeah. Or even Bob Ollie's. Look at this Bob Ollie on telly. In a SummerSlam t-shirt. I wanted Undertaker to be painting the, the, the barn as well. That's Hercules Hernandez. <laughs> it's it is, it is. <laughs> it's just a fellow with a moustache oh. and a chain. Oh, <laughs> Hercules and Anders listening to our reactions going it was me it was me I've seen my friends uh, Cleveland recognises the World Wrestling Federation oh is it WWF day in Cleveland today tell you what would have been great to have been in the audience right now plenty of time for uh, a shite a hot dog talking about a shite a hot dog a shite a hot dog hot dog shite king (laughs) yay it's the boy Looking in great shape. Christ, he's looking beef. <laughs> he's oiled up. Bulldog. <laughs> it's because I'm a bulldog. He's looking fantastic. He's looking like a whoppingly big boy. I like the fact that his greased back hair as well is very 1950s spiv. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling a spiv? <laughs> Drink some mug of ale in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Works the Walters. <laughs> That is going to the pub attire or straight to the pub wearing that. You right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on. A packet of scratches and a pint of best, please. <laughs> so this is meant to be months ago, Bulldog versus Warrior. Mm. And now it's Bulldog Sid. Now it's Bulldog Sid. Oh, five star. Sid doing his quiet. I always thought his hair looked like super noodles. It does, doesn't it? He's like if the Incredible Hulk was um, 1999 Justin Timberlake. (laughs) When he gets angry, he turns into Sid. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me angry, girl. Don't lie me when I'm angry. (laughs) Turns into Sid, laughing like Charlie Chuck. I like how you can see like where the set ends when yeah. the camera pans up like that. You don't tend to see that normally. Because Sid's that big. And because WWS that polished usually that you can't see things like that. Mm. It's as you can see where the whole set folds in on itself. Yeah. I like it. 
All right, guys, he said something. I didn't hear it. He whispered about being <laughs> off his cake. <laughs> Look at that. I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Sid in jeans. <laughs> It's not even in his gear. <laughs> Which would would become his gear when he got lazy. He's like, oh, I'll turn up in ECW wrestling in jeans. Fuck you. He did wrestle in jeans, didn't he? <laughs> I seem to remember in WCW, in his last run before his legs snapped in twain, he wrestled in in denim jeans a la John Cena. Yes. Like, like short, short jeans. Jorts. jorts. He wrestled in jorts. Beat John Cena to, to the jorts trend. Yeah. By years. Ravens there just like, you're ripping off me gimmick, Sid. He's like, am I fuck? <laughs> it's mine now. Thanks for your gimmick, mate. I'll have that. Imagine Thanks. Sid portraying the Raven character. Imagine <laughs> Sid in the flock. <laughs> <laughs> Quote a Raven! Nevermore. Raven's just there. She's like, oh, yes, yeah, uh, uh, Sid. Sid just turns up and just starts choke slamming people <laughs> instead of Ron Reese. Oh, it would have been brilliant. That would have been all right, actually. Pr- what, print that money. <laughs> what, other, what other stables would Sid been a, a shoe in in the New Day? <laughs> Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> Don't you dare! Yes, <laughs> <Hello. laughs> <laughs> 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 master and ruler of the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you throw pancakes! <laughs> Just rambly man. Um, God love him. Nation of Domination, obviously. <laughs> oh, obviously, yeah. Uh, Alpha Academy. Ooh. <laughs> Just shushing everybody. Oh, maximum male models. <laughs> seed. 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 Seed vicios. Seed vicios. Seed. Seed. No, not psychosis. Bulldog's like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't have power slam this bastard. I'm going to have to finish him off with some kind of forearm because I'm going to win because a, a, a bulldog always win. Even when I lose, I win. Remember, remember that famous phrase: "The bulldog always wins." Even, always, when, always, always. even when loses, he wins. He's so popular. He's good at working the crowd. Sid. Yeah. Say what you want about him in the ring, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Get that on a team. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. The same artist that gave us from Buzz Lightyear and Coming Pies. Oh God. <laughs> You're wearing a, a British pop culture star on your, on your body today, are you? You're wearing Elton Hercules John. And I'm wearing a French guy on my oh, top. Oh, Flat, Flat Eric. Eric. Yeah. Very nice. If you're watching on the Patreon, you can see Flat Eric in all his glory. There he is, just above his glass. Beautiful. Covered in crumbs. So Elton John and Flat Eric. And crumbs. And uh, the wrestling's Flat Eric, the British Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog looks like a child. This is hilarious. What a circumstance I find myself in. Against... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Big Brother Sid. Don't like him. He's always been. Sid, that... So remember that time? I remember once Sidney and Thomas, they put, they put me in a sleeping bag and swung me into a wall. <laughs> I forgot maths after that. Put me to sleep. <laughs> forgot, I forgot maths. <laughs> they put me back in bag and threw me in the tips. <laughs> So it was character building. <laughs> Floated there for six months. <laughs> and they're right, it was. Yeah. Still can't remember maths. No. Don't know what maths is. Who, who's math? Matthew. <laughs> I don't know him. He's Botchamania, man. <laughs> Fellow in a Bischoff Sucks t-shirt. Chanting Psycho Sid. <laughs> it's like, surely 
If you're such a Sid fan, you'd like WCW. <laughs> <laughs> he was a horseman. Man horse. Sid Vicious. Man horse. Horseman. Horse, horseman. I, I wouldn't want to be a horseman. I couldn't, I couldn't wear one of those uh, feed bags that yeah. they wear. I don't want to be a horseman. I don't want to wear hooves. I don't, I don't want to be a horseman. I'm not good with a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be a horseman. I'm shit at buckaroo. <laughs> I want to be a horseman. I'm banned from the Grand National. Couldn't be a horseman. I've got a little willy. <laughs> <laughs> they say they hung like a racehorse. Don't know what that means. From the neck. <laughs> From the neck. I do the Grand National. I'm not could be horseman. I don't like glue. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to David, he's got set up for a tight vertical. Very fucking good. Yeah, Clarice Mason at ringside again. Yeah, I think yeah, he's scouted Owen and the Bulldog. I'm gonna grab a, a fizzy beverage. Would you like one? I'm just gonna go to this fridge. I'm alright, thank you. I have a water and a bit of cough, 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 cough. Cough, 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 cough. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tom's going to get a, a fizzy beverage. Oh, he's very quick. He's gone oh, for Pepsi Max. Yes. A pepple mackle. He's wearing shorts today as well. Yes, he is. Look at those pins. He's got the fan pins on that boy. Ugh. I bumped into a friend of mine um, on the way into work today. Was it Keith Shorts? Sadly, not Keith Shorts. <laughs> okay. It's a mate of mine who is from Dan South. Uh, who has just started working on the radio in the northeast? Hmm. Um, and he's living near me, so I bumped into him as I was leaving today, and and uh, and I said, "Look, I promise you," because he because he's a bit like I'm from the south, and you know it's a northeast audience, and it's just a bit intimidating. I said, "Look, I promise you, like I'm your after, believe it or not." I said, "You'll be so used to this place at some point that you'll wear shorts in this weather." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, why are you wearing shorts?" <laughs> I said, "I'm just used to the cold now." Yeah. This is this is this is quite a nice day today. So I'm probably oh, sure. Lovely, yeah, it's lovely out there. And there's me moving back to Merseyside, where the weather's even worse. <laughs> it's just always gale force wind and rain. Gale plat wind. Gale plat. Oh god. <laughs> Martin. Oh, she's Manchester, isn't she? Martin. Oh, Martin. David. <laughs> Yes, it's much Coronation Street. I always think it's really funny when they announce Gale Force wins and people on Facebook put pictures of Gale Platt on. <laughs> oh, there's some funny fuckers on. Mm, it annoys me. I still can't believe people still use Facebook. Yeah. I only go in to check my memories to see if there's anything that I need to delete. <laughs> <laughs> have you, Drew, you have to say what you've deleted. And I'll give you an honest answer as well. Since you've started here, have you deleted stuff from your Before Facebook Before I started here, Twitter and Facebook stuff, yeah. Because the, yes. the, the old accounts and obviously language has changed. And I always say that we're, unfortunately, with the South Park generation, where we didn't realize it was satire and that Eric Cartman is not someone to emulate. No. So when we were all little boys, we were saying some outlandish stuff to each other. Like me and my friend, I'm not going to say her name, but I just went, check your memories. You and I have had a very, very spicy interaction using language that isn't appropriate. Yeah. And she was like, 
yeah, better get rid of that. Yeah. Just because it was of a different time, and obviously we were young and stupid, and it doesn't excuse it. But... Not in the slightest, but yeah, it's true. It's and it's and there's the, and I think everybody probably goes through that. Bulldogs is power slam Sid, by the way. Oh, with a plum. With a no, with his hands. Yeah. Plum King. Plum. Oh. What a lovely idea. I'll open it next to a plum tree. Oh. And so when they fall out, that stock take. Stock take. Big big brain energy. Everyone loves plum duff. <laughs> <laughs> why why are Cornet and um, Thinky arguing? Because and Clarence. Clarence Basin's not meant to be out there. Oh. He's like, why are you out here cheering Bulldog? He's not your client. Oh, oh my God. Bulldog got up for the choke slam. Crowd reacted to her. Neon shirt guys at the front. Is he? Yeah. They're AEW crowd now. They they moved over. Oh. So they're at all the AEW shows now. Wrong wrong way, Sid. Face the hard cam. No, oh. okay, don't. Still thinks it's in WCW. Oh, Good That's power a bomb. lovely powerbomb. Sorry, Dave. Oh. Quick to the point. Obviously... Bulldog loses again, but they've got the visual of him hitting the power slam so they can use that if they need yeah. to build him again. Sid, it's over, though. Yes. I wonder whether they think about putting the title on him for a very underwhelming run. Hmm. Which ends with pooed undies. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly pooed undies. I know he has two Does he have two runs? Does he have two? I think he only shits himself once. Huh. Do you have two uh, runs with the title? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. There's yeah. So this 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 first run will end in front of far too many people, won't it? Alamo Dome. Yes. Yeah. And then At the, the Alamo. And the second run will end with allegedly filled <laughs> undercrackers. <laughs> the second one will allegedly end with runs. Mm. <laughs> when I was doing the WrestleMania list, when it came to that match, I was just like. I've got to put it in there. I was just like, yeah, all right, match. Rumour has it that Sid pooed himself. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be devastated that the only memory that people have from one of your most iconic WrestleMania moments is, we think you shat yourself. <laughs> yeah. His second WrestleMania main event. Yes, after WrestleMania 8. Mm. Oh, do you know, I hate it when you're watching the WWF and aliens turn up? Yeah. I oh, know, but they bring hot babes. Oh, well, that's different then. I hope they bring hot babes when we watch In Your House. <laughs> Mind games. As long as all those hot babes gave their consent to be there. Obviously, yeah. I Don't just zap them in and, uh, without asking if they'd like to be there. That just said, coming soon to Coliseum Home Video. In Your House Mind Games, which hasn't aired hasn't yet. Happened yet. <laughs> I wonder whether that's for the video version. I don't know. Talking Mind Games, here's Goldust. Mind Games. Uh, what did... Uh, Davy, Ravy, Davy Meltzer give Psycho Sid versus Davy Boy Smith. One and a quarter. One. Just your one tonight, hun. Oh, here we go. I was going to say, Goldust didn't have the uh, filter on his video, but it's just popped up now. It's just popped up and it's popped off. Yeah. I like the filter on Goldust's video. Yeah. He's got black tongue. Oh. He's a giraffe. <laughs> The only sexy giraffe in the World Wrestling Federation. The gold dust. Here's the second sexiest giraffe on the planet. What? What? Well, there's millions, says Jeffrey, all under <laughs> one roof. <laughs> Top sneezings from Tom Campbell. Thank you. Huh? Is Jeffrey the Toys R Us giraffe the other sexy giraffe? Oh, yeah. I think so. I'd like know. to get to know him. <laughs> like to get to know you well. Like to get to know you well. Nick Kershaw. 
<laughs> I don't like that all my songs are old. <laughs> Makes me sad. It's all right. Saturday, I found myself in bed uh, listening to the Captain Scarlet theme. So. Ah, <laughs> Captain Scarlet and <laughs> Mr. Ronston. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, is it? Spectrum is green. I'm Oka. I'm the kooky one. <laughs> Oka wasn't the kooky one. <laughs> Captain Oka was not the kooky one. Was I'm s- Carol, and I'm the one with the limb. <laughs> I'm Carol, and I too have a limb. Watch Neighbours at four, and then again at half five, and then sometimes the Sunday Omnibus as well. Hello, we're a couple, couple of girls. Hello, lipstick and curls. We read women's own, tidy up round the home. And, and brass was used the coins in Roman Britain. <laughs> Why did I forget my keys this morning? But remember that from 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was a great argument we had yesterday. Fantastic. Not even an argument. <laughs> we watched Mrs. Doubtfire and Alex went, oh, I can't believe this is 20 years old. I said, it's 30. Yeah. I said, no, it's 20. No. I said, no, it's 30 because this was 93. And so 03, 13, 20. No, because that, uh, and Alex's response was amazing. She went, no, because it's 03, 13. Oh. <laughs> Just started heaving like 30 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. 30 years ago, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Well, we had this before WrestleMania, didn't we? Because yeah. obviously the arrogance of you, Fraser Porter, was just like, can't believe it's 10 years since WrestleMania 29. I went, Fraser, I vividly remember watching WrestleMania fucking nine <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> I wish you'd stop that nonsense. <laughs> young bastard. Fucking young arrogance of youth. Caesar's parking lot was the best WrestleMania. <laughs> I have such a soft spot for that show. It's awful, but it's our awful. Yeah. Damn it, it's ours. It actually, you know what? It had a WrestleMania feel to it. Mm. I think that's why it's it's so... If it was just held in a standard arena, it wouldn't be remembered as fondly. But because it was outside... Yes. And it was in Vegas, and there was a big cosplay competition to see who dresses as Caesar, as, as a Roman the best. Yeah. It just adds to the allure of it. And everything else that happens around it is, is inconsequential. not as bad a show as WrestleMania 4. The yeah, I think the reason that four is so it's just long. It's a long fucking show. Yeah, and there's a lot of matches. It's a it's a, there's a lot going on in that mm. one. You don't need. We had um uh, we had we ran North Wrestling, uh, the NCL Cup, the other week, and just a little behind the curtain on that because that's like a one night tournament. So, in the run up to it, because I do the ring announcing for it, we're talking like okay, so we've got <coughs> a lot of match more matches on this show than we would normally have. So we've just got to make sure that we keep the flow going and stuff. And every match had like a 10 minute time limit on it. So like, so we, so, so he says, right, the plan is the first, the first half will be just the NCL cup matches and then we'll do the rest of the show after. I said, okay, cool. And we got through the first three matches and then Andrew Bowers came up to me because like, we like, I was doing the announcement, get them out, match happened, run out, next announcement. And he went, um, yeah, we're running under. <laughs> Oh, we get in! Wow, that's the truth. Yes, we're going to put another match on for intermission. Oh, brilliant! There you go. But that was quite a nice sense. That was, and that's how a tournament should be. And I must admit, I liked having matches on a card that were maybe five or six minutes long each. Yeah, love that. I'll do that every week. Yeah, Yeah. I'll do that every week. I want little six-minute matches. Bang, bang, bang. It was nice. Good show. It's on Fight Plus now. 
watch it. It's a really fun show. Yeah. It's a really fun show. Some really good people. And then it's just breakneck speed Oof. throughout. And I liked it. Talking of, kind of show. Talking of breakneck speed, I just did Impact Rebellion at the weekend. Oh, yes. And uh, during it, because I didn't get a proper sleep in the day, I fell asleep for one minute. Oh, no. During the X Division triple threat, which was a good match, but I literally just went, woof. And I had to, you know, I was like, right, I'm going to take, yeah, a couple of slaps, took me tablet and went for a piss and came back. Top tablet being computerized screen. Not oh, like, I thought it was like you were like taking some no, no. drug. Uh, yeah, I took some, took some of the Tom Campbell special. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, because I'd eaten too much that day, um, I was sick in my mouth and then swallowed it and carried on just typing. And then by half an hour again, I was sick again. I was just there, just like, I've got a mouthful of sick. I've got nothing to put this into. There's an empty, small Easter egg box. It's <laughs> carried on going. What a pro, what a pro. Hardest working man in showbiz. Yeah. Unless he works through vomit. Yeah. How, so hang on. Let's go back. So what had you eaten that day that well, had you doing mouth six at two in the morning? So Sean's came up on Sunday. Ah. Because it's, it's our, our last week, so there's like packing to do and so And she's like, right, I'll come up for the week. And I was like, can you come up on the Sunday? Because I got the night shift and it'll be... Great, because I'm going to order a burger. But I had, because I've been on my own, I've been cooking too much food. So I had like sausages that were going off in the, in the fridge and stuff. I was like, right, I've got these sausages. I'll have like a sausage bagel for my lunch. And obviously that was kind of sitting on my stomach because I'd had too much wheat that day. I'm not like, I don't have a gluten problem. Just I try not to eat too much bread because it bloats fuck out of you. Yeah. So I had all that. I was like, oh, I need to have a tea. It's like, oh, we'll order a burger then. So I was like, I'm having a pizza. Do you want a slice? It's like, yeah. <laughs> And I had like so as you slide a slice of pizza inside your burger, and, and as I was eating it, I was like, I don't really want this, but it's nice. And I was just sitting there feeling, oh, it's a bit heavy. And then, like I said, I was sitting there, just like it's a bit heavy. This, and, but I had some sweets because I was like, I need a bit of sugar to try and keep me awake. Mm. Kind of Red Bull to keep me awake, and then just it was just a, a cocktail of shite because <laughs> I eat usually semi responsibly, but that day it was just a write off, and then just ended. It wasn't like much sick. No, it was. A it, substantial amount of sick. Uh, no. a, a grimmit, as we say. A grimmit of sick. A grimmit of sick. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And were you all right afterwards? Yeah, I was fine. It was just literally just a... Oh, was right. it more stomach acid, maybe? No, there's a couple of little chunks in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't much sick. Sometimes it's, when I get a bit of that... It's, it's, it's stomach acid. It was like a 3D spit, is the best way to put wow. it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was an awful description. <laughs> well, it, was, it was very evocative, but... Not that anyone needed to hear it. Evocative <laughs> description, 4D6. But yeah, Rebellion was all right. All right show. Yeah? Yeah. Obviously, it was cursed leading into it, which kind of oh hurt God, it a little yeah. bit. But it, it looked, they were in Toronto, and it looked really good, because one of the problems with Impact since the um, pandemic is the shows don't look very big, because the hard mm. camera is opposite the stage, so you can't really see much of the crowd, but the stage kind of like wrapped around a bit into the crowd a bit. Yeah, so I it, did think that looked quite nice. It looked really good. Yeah, so it looked fantastic. Canadian crowd, so they made good noise. But like I said, because it was hampered, it, it, it affected the show a little bit. But perfectly fine, good show. Yeah, Nice. Yeah. That's good. They are, they're always consistently so. Oh. Impact. Definitely. I, I felt one of the things that's hampered Impact, though, is that the main event scene's not been great when Josh Alexander's had the title because Moose has been pushed down the card because he's last year of his contract and I think he's going to go. That's not based on anything. That's just good feeling. Yeah. Sammy Callahan's not really been there much. So you've had Josh Alexander versus whoever and they were building up Steve Macklin who's good but he's just missing that last little something. I think he's missed beating credible 
opponent. Mm. So you got Macklin. This is meant to be, I think, Macklin's coming out party. You know, end Josh Alexander's record-breaking run. Alexander gets injured, so it's Macklin versus Kashida, and then Nick Aldis comes back, and it's just like if you still had Josh Alexander there, so you had Alexander and Nick Aldis as the two babyface main eventers, and then you got Macklin and then Push. I know Sammy Callahan back up. You got an all right little pool. But it just feels a bit thin. Whereas the women's division's fantastic. Tag division's quite yeah. strong. Mid card's strong. It's just that main event scene needs a bit more beef. It needs a bit of beef in it. Yeah. Do you think Steve Macklin and Nick Aldis is the way to go? I mean, I love both. It, it, but I can't It'll be it'll be a fine match. It just It just I don't know, it just needs something. Mm. Like I said, I, I think Macklin needed that win over Josh Alexander to really establish himself. Yeah. It's a bit of a, a runners-up prize. It sounds yeah. awful like, because you're in there with Kushida, who's brilliant, but it's that the story would have been Josh Alexander yeah. as opposed to Kushida. I think Kushida's probably the biggest name that you could have got. Oh, Mankind's on his way down. Oh, yeah, we're watching Goldust versus Mark Mara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that match is just happening. It's fine. But it, it, was a good, it was a good match, and the crowd were really behind Kushida, and they were, like, booing Macklin. And then the post-match got a decent reaction, but it's just... It's one of those we just feel, oh, they're, they're a bit injury hampered at the moment yeah they're struggling a bit I think Jordan Grace um, and Diana Perrazzo put on a banger in I'm, the main I'm, event. I'm a massive Diana Perrazzo fan I think yeah. she's fantastic possibly my favourite women's wrestler in North America at the moment I've been a fan of her for years I think she's really really good yeah um, I was surprised that they put the title on her but at the same time I was like oh well if they're wanting to make Macklin happy because they're obviously husband and wife so yeah. establish them just be like look you're our rocks. Yeah. So. Establish them as the team. And obviously Jordan contract, Jordan Grace's contract thing due up yeah, soon. Yeah. So apparently she makes an absolute ton on a. Well, sure not that. She's a millionaire. Yeah. Because based on the OnlyFans stuff that she's done. Fair fuck so fair. like make that money anywhere you can. Yeah. Go and go and do what you need to do. I always like what Jordan Grace does. Uh, it's been funny to watch her body transformation. Like. Yeah. To, to where she's at now, like she's always been a phenomenal wrestler. You can see how she's improved yeah, because of the way that her body's changed, and I think that's great. Um, I, I, I'm actually surprised because I thought, like, um, obviously, if you're training to be top of your field in wrestling, that takes a lot of time and effort and is a spe- specific way of training. But to also do it to be competitive in bodybuilding, I was like, oh, I wonder if this will affect her in-ring style because she's got to go for more you know, different mm. kinds of training, but she hasn't slowed down in the ring or anything, if, if anything. No. She's continued at the same pace. Do you see WWE throwing some money her way? Because as much as I'd like to say yes, I don't. I don't either. Mm. I think she'd be fantastic in there, but they've already got plenty of women that they don't know what to do with. And I think that the thing that would work against Jordan Grace, especially now that Vince is back, she's quite, she's quite short. Yeah, and obviously women's wrestlers on the whole are shorter than the men's wrestlers. But when you've got like Raquel Rodriguez in those like five ten, five eleven, mm. and they're pushing her as I know she's in the tag division, but they want her to be the kind of big dominant women's the, division the, the wrestler. Giant of the women's division. Yeah. So I'm not too sure. I think there would be a space for her, but like I said, if she's making that money, why worry about it? Yeah, and if she if she's deciding that she wants to go more into bodybuilding, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. If no one's getting exploited, and if you're living comfortably, and you're happy with it, do it. If it makes you happy. 
it can't be that bad if it makes you happy. And um, brass was used for coins it's in Rome and Britain. Britain. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's got a run out today. Yeah. It's nice that. Overdue watching Vic and Bob. I've been listening back to Atletico Mints again recently. Yes. Uh, they've started, a, a, the, the chef from Slaughter's now does ASMR. <laughs> yeah, he does. Which is a wonderful way of adding to the story yeah. <laughs> of Adrian Lewis without upsetting Adrian Lewis anymore. <laughs> was it upsetting him, was it? I don't think it was. I, I saw a few signs popping up at darts games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're saying what? Oh, you fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I saw one last because the day we're recording this, it comes after the uh, Just Stop Oil protest at the snooker, where the, pers- the protester got on the snooker table and poured orange dust all over himself. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. And someone photoshopped it. So it was the picture, <laughs> it was the protester on the table, all this orange dust everywhere, and a picture of Bob Mortimer wearing a wig made out of Watsits. <laughs> <laughs> did, um, did they end up stopping oil? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'd hope so. If they if they stop the snooker, yeah. I think um, hopefully they'll stop the oil now. Yeah. Because they've just stopped the snooker. I wonder if they wonder if they got it wrong because they went just stop oil. No, you've stopped snooker. Yeah. Oil and snooker are different. Oh. He hit the shooting star press. He did, and got a reaction. The pop from it. Everyone just went, "Oh Jesus!" Didn't even win the match though. So. He's been practicing that move in yeah. the gym for the weeks leading up to this show. That's the first time. So he only he only tried it in the ring for the first time a few hours before this match. Yeah. Because he's been hitting it in like the gymnasium onto pads and mats and stuff like that. Uh, but that's only the second time he's ever done it in a ring. <laughs> it looks nice, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, because I know in Chris Jericho's book, he tried it early in his career in the ring and it was fine in training and then when he tried to hit it in the match I think he botched it and ended up just pissing blood out of his face <laughs> so he never did it <laughs> he again never do that again so is that the first not the first ever because Josh and Thunder Liger no but uh, on mainstream American wrestling TV yes yeah first time in the WWF we've seen such a thing but it didn't Gorge. even matter because he didn't even win gorgeous curtain call as well I'd have had him win with it personally yeah it's such a good move seems, seems a strange choice to have it as a move that just sits in the middle of the match and then doesn't well, win he, the match. Well, he didn't win because of the distraction. Yeah. would have got a three otherwise, but still, if you're pulling out someone spectacular like that. Yeah, I would have just not done it tonight. I'd have waited until I was going to use it to win a match. Especially what I believe is on the horizon for Mark Merrow. You'd think he'd be getting some wins. Mm. One would have thought so. Mm. Shooting Star Press has been in the news a fair bit recently because obviously Will Ospreay, at uh, time recording put out a, uh, a, a video, a very bittersweet video, yeah. where he said that he's adapting his ring style because he can feel how sort of old and broken he's feeling. And yeah. he talked about how he used to do a shooting star press and now he just doesn't feel like he can. And Sable's having a terrible time because Mankind came ringside and scared her and made her cry. And now Gold Dust is being a perv and making her cry. <laughs> Somewhere a 13-year-old Brock Lesnar is <laughs> just like... I want to protect her. I want to protect her, Dado. He's already still mass. He's already massive. Yeah, it's the size of a portaloo. <laughs> One day I'll get my revenge. He's Good. Look- it's him, Mark. It's him. It's him. No, it's him. Sorry. Brock Lesnar looking at Dustin Rhodes, perving on Rina Mero, going, One day I'll find a way to get my revenge. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what the match is at Backlash. Yeah. It's a revenge for this. <laughs> oh, so Mark Mara gets his heat back. I suppose. I'd hit the wild thing at the end of the match, maybe. Yeah. Just, just uh, it just seems strange to lose a, a great move like that in the middle of a match. But. Yeah. What do I know? I ain't a wrestling. He's not a wrestling. I'm not a wrestling. Do I even look like a wrestling? He's a Tom Campbell. I'm a Tom Campbell, for God's sake. Said so on me underpants that time. <laughs> Sable, stop crying. It's all right. Just a man in a man wearing a tight gold negligee was just trying to give you a kiss. Yeah, don't not worry. Your your red pleather undied wearing husband's <laughs> here to protect you. Here I am. But yeah, Dushin Thunder Liger remains the master of the shooting star press. But yeah. Mark Mero is sweeping in there mm. with a, with an offering of his own. I always liked uh, Evan Bourne's match. Oh right yes, yeah. Evan Bourne hit a beauty. Oh, we got a nice update from Ahmed Johnson in his lovely red dressing gown. This is what we saw on Raw just the other week. Oh, where... it's a recap, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So he says it's him saying again, like the thing that hurts more than the physical pain is the emotional pain that. Uh, has been caused. So it goes back to here. Farouk. That he laid in that kick, didn't he? A yeah. running punt. I believe that that running punt was a was the main part of what happened there. Um, but didn't realize until at the end of the raw taping how fucking bad it was. Yeah. Goes on to win the battle royal anyway with a great finish. <laughs> really well done. Beautifully done. I was reading up as well. I know that years after this, that apparently Farouk would batter him in the locker room over disagreements, apparently. Uh, well, like a real life? Yeah. Apparently the nation didn't like him. Who, Goldust or Ahmed? Ahmed. Oh. Yeah. So I guess we're going to learn in the weeks and months to come that maybe Ahmed's made some enemies behind the scenes that mm. we don't know about you just yet. Yeah. But I, he I, seems I think so that, lovable. That was not accidental one, but I think... I'd have to read it properly, but I'm sure it's like he got a bit of an ego on him and Farouk and Dilo were like, ah, we need to take him down a peg or two. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate to hear that Arbid got an ego. Because mm. we've watched his journey over the past couple of months and we're like, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Spoiler, he's not the no, guy. No, he's not the guy. The Wait till Harlem Heat 2000. Oh, oh God. At the time, I didn't realize that was Ahmed Johnson. I was just like, who's that big useless fella? <laughs> and then looking back on it, I'm just like, Christ, it was Ahmed. Oh. So that's for our next episode of Raw, for the classic Raw review. Oof. The IC title tournament gets underway. Superb. That dynamite kid. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> I ain't taking that power bomb. Come nowhere near me. Hello, Pam Taylor, Ahmed's nurse. <laughs> I'll pull it out myself if need be. Just Pam. Let's give it some gloves. I wouldn't trust Pam. <laughs> Don't trust Pam. She's been feeding me pens for three months. <laughs> she keeps saying she's a doctor. <laughs> she's been chanting. <laughs> Pam's saying she's a doctor. She's been she's she's rubbing Domestos on my foot. She says it'll t says it'll cure the bad lesions. I don't believe her. Don't so, believe Pam. She 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 pricked a hole in my shoulder to to let out the bad humours. <laughs> she, she, she buried some twigs and berries in the yard and said it was alleviating bad spirits. <laughs> Friday raw. Oh, oh man, holding the Intercontinental title upside down. It's just yeah. 
He's just very armed, isn't he? He is very armed. God love him. Me and Pam are going to be watching that. She's uh, she, she'll be coming round to put fresh leeches on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> we just cut to Armin watching Raw, and she's Pam's just there with like with like a lantern. In, Take my kidney out, Pam, please. In the yard, in a cloak, killing a goat with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. Farouk. Not Assad anymore. I don't think. <laughs> what were they thinking? Right, he's a gladiator from the past, but he's Street Fighter. <laughs> and he's that he's a tiger in the jungle. Oh, and Sonny's his manager. Like a proper mad lib of a character, isn't it? <laughs> It's weird. What and if we made Farouk a gladiator? And the fact that he's such a big, wide fella as well, that Taz kind of singlet, singlet makes his torso look really short. Just nothing He just looks for out him. of proportion as a result of that outfit. He just looks a mess. Like his leg, it's the lack of knee pads as well. Yes. <laughs> Which worked for Taz because Taz is a shorter guy, so it gave him some <laughs> length. <laughs> it gave him some, some definition of length. What the fuck? <laughs> the first question is, why are you a gladiator? Can we get a timestamp? We can. First question is, what's the timestamp? One hour, 22 minutes, 48, 49, 50 seconds. One, 53. One hour, 22 minutes, 55, 56, 57, 58, 9, one hour, 23. <laughs> it's a crap look, isn't it? It looks like, like someone's made that in an art class. It really is. You can see the individual brush strokes. <laughs> he called himself Farouk Assad then. He did. But they have dropped it. Those armbands as well, the Farouk armbands, I always thought was a good look because you see it and just think, ah, Farouk, that. Yeah. And then you also think, but it also accentuates his biceps, so it does it does some of the heavy lifting. <laughs> Special little modern-day gladiator. I'd like to know in kayfabe, was Sonny just like, oh... I'll just walk around until I find a guy in a blue helmet beating fuck out of people on the street. And I'll manage him to Intercontinental Championship glory. It's the kayfabe of wrestling that I, I, I like to believe in backstories. Like, yeah. So you want to be like, how did she find him? Yeah. Oh, she couldn't throw a side as well. Because I think we said before, like with the new generation, I like the idea of the World Wrestling Federation is that there's all these different fe federations. So th the... Godwins were the best of like the Arkansas Wrestling Federation, <laughs> the Guns, the Texas Wrestling Federation, etc. Or the Cowboy, there's like a Cowboy League and there's like a Plumbers League, etc. And just like, right, we'll bring all the best of these amateur wrestlers and put them in the World Wrestling Federation. I want the WWE Network to show me matches from the Plumbers League. Imagine please. that, it'd be great. A whole wrestling promotion comprised of plumbers. Duke the Dumpster, Drozzy was the best of the Bin Man League. <laughs> It was like years ago with the, I think it was in Liverpool and it came on the fire for this when MMA was starting to really become 
obviously it's been around for years, but when you started getting these small, weird little outlaw mud shoot promo show things, you know what Cornette wouldn't like, but in MMA. And they did Britain's hardest bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had a load of bouncers have a fighting tournament to decide who was the hardest. Fucking brilliant. But, but I could imagine that, but for plumbers. And then the, <laughs> and the winner, the winner T.L. Hopper, gets signed to the World Wrestling Federation. But I love the fact that T.L. Hopper is the best of all the fighting plumbers, but he walks in and just gets battered by everybody else. Yeah. Like, I want to see how shit all the others were if T.L. Hopper's the best one. Like, imagine it in the Major League Baseball and just outside of, you know, games, they're just like, oh, we're going to have a baseball fighters league and Knuckleball Schwartz is the best one. <laughs> He's getting the call up. I think there was at least maybe, was there two baseball playing wrestlers? Oh no! I think it was just a. No, I no, think, that's that's Sting. I'm thinking of Sting. Yeah, I'm thinking of Sting. The Pete ball. Rose. I'm thinking of Pete Rose, aren't I? <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete Rose, gas. That was one of those things, you know, that we say that the WWE often caters to an American audience, forgetting it's a worldwide brand. Mm. And they're just like, "Oh, it's Pete Rose," and we know Pete Rose for getting battered by Kane, not for being one of the greatest baseball players of all time. It's true. Yeah. It's one of those memories that you have burned in. Look who it is, Berry Boy! Oh my God, Kangol hat, Mark Henry. <laughs> White denim jacket, WWF t-shirt. That's amazing, I want that outfit. The world's strongest man, citation needed, Mark Henry enters. Has he got Lex Luger's music? Yeah. All-American boy. He got booed at Madison Square Garden just the other day. <laughs> this music doesn't fit him. Not in the and they're trying to say more American boy, but he's come out here, like we said, all white denim outfit, white Kangol hat. <laughs> this is 1996. This is not hail to the chief, <laughs> shaking hands and kissing babies. What would you have had him come out to? Not this. Dale's <laughs> <laughs> telling the handshake of Mark Henry. I love you, Amy, says a sign in the crowd. Oh, I hope Amy saw it. It's time for the main event. <laughs> AEW Dark in action. We've got oh. Jim Ross and Mark Henry. Just need Taz there talking about, I don't know. Oh, look at this. Monarchy Jones. <laughs> but I digress. And Excalibur <laughs> going, don't forget, this is like we're, we're on the job now. Okay. <laughs> I've never watched Dark, but I do like seeing the snippets of just those two having the best time. They just enjoy life. They love life to those two. Jerry Lawler. Oh, talking of dark. Jerry Lawler's alcoholism lol storyline. Is that just a bad... Alcoholism. Is that in his hand? Is it a sword? No, it'll be uh, a scepter. Yeah. He's got the bag with usually a snake. It's probably a six-pack of frosty beers. It'll be some beers because he's a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Ha ha! Oh, jokes. I wouldn't mind He's if got Jerry Lawler at any point got a fucking comeuppance. <laughs> he never did. Never got a comeuppance. He's the Stephanie McMahon of the 90s. Yeah. They just, he had these awful feuds, and then when it came to the pay-per-view, he'd somehow win, and then they just never mention it again. Yeah, he'd win, they'd never mention it. it again, and then he gets to ogle breasts and have a great time. Doesn't deserve it. Oh, it's the local football team's rivals. What a prick. Ah, it's a flag. Uh, okay. Even though he supports the local football team. Oh, he's wearing a Baltimore Ravens thing. Uh, but yeah, as you say, he's a Cleveland fan. Yeah. 
Boo. Boo. You B- naughty boy. B-E-W. <laughs> B-E-W. They were a local indie promotion. Uh, big extreme wrestling. Big extreme. There you go. I think it's the Plumbers League. It is. <laughs> In Cleveland. It is, yeah. So he's doing it's a classic where like, oh, that's the rival team. You Your bastards. local team smells. It's like this isn't a house show, Jerry. It's a paper. <laughs> been a lot of stalling for time on this show. Yeah, I think there's there's not there's there's seven matches in total. Wow. Okay. So it's not like they're short on like matches. Two of them like really go the distance. Hmm. Which is the main event and the boiler and brawl. Yeah. They take up the majority of the time of the show. Um, like, once this goes, it doesn't go beyond five minutes. You'll be pleased to know. Okay. Good. <laughs> once it goes. Once. <laughs> when it officially starts, but it hasn't yet, nor will it. For a bit, because he's got all these things to give him, and then just he's got more gimmicks than Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> he's got a bottle of brown sauce there. Uh, I'd love that. I'd love that for him. <laughs> I tell you about the time I saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan crossing a road in Liverpool. No, <laughs> was he marching? Tough guy. No, he was, he was with his missus, and it was at the top of um, Hardman Street where you've got the Philharmonic. Halls and the Philharmonic Pub, which is an amazing pub, oh. and it's coming from me, not a guy who drinks, but it's a great pub. It's got like the it's I think it's the only pub in Liverpool where um, women are allowed in the gents' toilets if they ask because it's the original like um, urinals from like the eight, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen oh. hundreds. Stinks of piss. It smells awful, but it's like properly well made, like fittings and everything. So if if you're allowed, you just like. Ooh, can I have a look at the toilets? And they have to pop their head in and be like, it's all right if someone comes in. It's like, yeah. Ah, oh, so you're going to have a little look and just sort of... Yeah. I, was, I don't want to say drink it in. Yeah. But Sean and I were going up that way. And as we were crossing the the uh, zebra crossing, Hacksaw and his wife walked past walking. Wow. And I wanted to stop going, oh, but I thought, crossing the road. Oh. It'd been the, it'd been the love of wrestling, wrestling convention that week weekend. So he was in town for that, but he was just, he and his missus taking in the sights. I was like, ah, oh, there's Hacksaw. And Sean was like, what? I was like, it doesn't matter. Oh. But the little the little kid inside me just wanted to go, ah! and he probably would have loved it. He would have loved it. Yeah, I think he'd have loved it. If you see him again, will you do it? If he pops him in Liverpool again? I think he likes the pool. Yeah, if, if, if a pop passed him, he'd be like, how you doing, tough guy? <laughs> <laughs> Give him one of them. He yeah. might be coming down for Eurovision. He would, yeah. 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 He loves it, Eurovision. He loves he? it. He was on a bus in Aberdeen recently. He was, yeah. It was Jim Duggan. And he and then he went from I think he was on a bus from Aberdeen and then he 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 was John Morrison's corner man for yeah. his creator clash boxing fight against Epic Meal Time. Weird. Weird. Was that who he was against? Epic Meal Time. The guy from Epic Meal Time. Interesting. Like, like I haven't seen much of that creator clash. I saw um, Aaron from Game Grumps was in there having mm. a fight and he looked pagged. Bless him. Was Homestar Rudder in there? No, it's deadly not. <laughs> I He's don't have arms. arms. <laughs> How am I going to fight? I don't have arms. <laughs> He'd have strong bad, wouldn't you? Oh, there's the angry kid. Oh, hey! Oh the, oh, the the warrior kid. Like when he's ah. It's the with kid the, with the with the hair. With the with the pudding bowl hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was it the shot? No, because that's that's from a different pay per view. But he's here because oh. is he at WrestleMania 13? 12. 12? Where Warriors coming down to the ring, you're seeing an yeah. ah. But he was there then in the SummerSlam official T-shirt. Ah. Oh. Jake Roberts' music still one of my favorite themes ever. It's great, isn't it? And his heel theme, they're both fantastic. 
Jim Johnson had that ear, for, like we said before, for just being like, here's the character. This music kind of fits them. And fits the way they walk to the ring. Yeah. And like... Oh, God damn it, Jerry. Drop the mic and shut up. I've, I've got something in mind. Is it alcohol, Jerry? <laughs> Is it alcohol? I think it's alcohol. It's a lunchbox filled with crack cocaine. <laughs> Literally a lunchbox to the brim with crack. Mm. And what Jake's got in his that Lola won't like is a, a healthy meal. <laughs> a fucking... A, 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 a woman in her 30s. Oh. <laughs> what well, I mean, in her 30s with a salad. <laughs> oh. So like the fact for years, it was like, oh, Jerry Lola doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs. Eats nothing but fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that is a magnum of Tattinger. Yes. I won one of those once. At the uh, uh, the Bernardo's Ball at Rudding Park, nice. Where they had a thing for like the most social social media interaction of the event, won a magnum of Tattinger. So obviously, I I had me blue tick, and I would just put out tweets saying I'm at the event. Could you please retweet it? And it got something like 300 retweets. I was like, here you go, have a have a magnum of Tattinger. I was like, yes. Did you keep the bottle afterwards and fill it with pennies? Sadly not. No? I, can't remember. I think I think I I think we had some of it that night. Then I gave it to Alex's mum and dad and said, no. "Thank you for a lovely night." Magnum. I I got rid of my blue tick the other day. Did you? Yeah, I torpedoed it. Oh, how you feel? Fine, because because they, they'd done the thing, hadn't they? Where they said, "Oh, legacy ones are getting them taken off you." But then he changed it to be like, oh, this person is either Legacy or Twitter Blue. And I was I, like, don't I think, lump me in with them. I think it's, fr I think thir it's Thursday or Friday, the, the, the deadline for that. Because as far okay. as I know, I've still got mine. I still have mine. Because yeah. if, you, if you change your name, you, you lose it, as we saw with um, Becky Lynch. changed the name to yeah. Rebecca Quinn. She lost it. So I changed mine for two seconds to Sad Kenneth. And then back uh, to Sad Ken, and it. So you, so you've just kind of you've made the decision for them and just said, "I'm if look, you can't take my blue tick, I'm going to take it myself." Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just You're saw brave. a Faith No More guy. guy yeah. All, all the famous fans are at the show. Vladimir, Faith No More guy, the um, the highlighter couple. I don't know what they're called. Ultimate Warrior Kids there. <laughs> my thinking is by keeping my verified thing, I'm not going to change it. They might take it off me by the time you hear this. It might have already gone. But I'm just thinking, I know that the, there is some trappings that come with having a blue tick. Yeah. And I figure if I don't have to pay for it, I won't. Yeah. So I'll just keep my head down. <laughs> and I like, like, I feel like right now, in terms of Twitter, I'm, I'm sat on the train without a ticket. Yeah. And I'm just going to just... Maybe shut my eyes and pretend to be asleep. That's me every time I get the metro. What are you gonna do? I don't live here anymore. Uh, 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 I, I used the um, you know the top up card for the metro, mm. but I found out that you only have to beep out. You don't have to beep in because I'm going from time mouth to manners. It's going from zone three to zone one. So if you only tap out, it charges you the the maximum that it can, which oh. would be the same as a single from time mouth anyway. And uh, manners the Barriers are usually open, so half the time I just bunk it. Yeah, because yeah. no. I I don't feel I have money on my card anyway in case they stop me and check me ticket or whatever, or I have to tap out. But considering 
the amount of money I've given to Metro and you see that it doesn't get reinvested in the line or the trains because mm. the train service is shite. I'm just like, no, you're not getting me. You technically got me money, but I'm not, <laughs> not paying to use the service, which probably will be delayed or cancelled. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> he can say that now he's not here. Yeah, I'm not here. Feeling brave. You don't know where I live. You don't even know my real name. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, you? Do you know what? I don't even know his real name. <laughs> Oh, meanwhile, Jake Roberts and Jerry Lawler. Mm. Jerry has finally got his hands on. Jake's finally got his hands on Jerry Lawler. I like. I, I do like Lawler's black gear. That's something. There's a compliment. There you to go. Him. Yeah. Because black is slimmed. Yep. <laughs> That's why we like it. Is that, is that a young? Who's that? Is that the? I don't know. It looked like a young Tony Chimmel. I, w- I think we've had this conversation before, but when it gets to like the Attitude Era, and obviously at ringside you got you know Carlos Carrera, Hugo Savinovich, you got King and Lawler, Finkel, and then there was always another guy who had like a grey beard, and he was never acknowledged. Oh, and he was always sat there. I don't know if he was the timekeeper or if he was some kind of, of something else or if, but he was just always there, and he looked a bit like one of the geography teachers in my school. So me and my cousin used to call him Mr. Pearson. It's like, oh, there's Mr. Pearson again. <laughs> But he was never acknowledged him, never like, oh, they've crashed into blah, 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 blah. Ooh. There was just always some guy there. If you know, classic at cultaholic.com. Yeah. Grey, grey peppery beard. Looked Big bushy beard. Big bushy beard. Looked a bit like what Tommy Dreamer looks like now, like a bit bit jowly. <laughs> An older gentleman, just regular hair, but he was just always sat there at ringside. I don't know who he was, because he wasn't like an agent to break up matches and stuff like Wurzel and that. He was just some guy. Just a randomer. Olympic throw there by Jerry Lawler. Heaven forbid, the Jerry crowd Lawler are dead because they're just like it's Jerry Lawler. It's Jerry Lawler. Versus, yeah, it's Jerry Lawler and Jake Roberts. Then they're like the DDT, but that's kind of all they're really there for. Yeah, here we go. Short arm, um, clothesline, whoppa. Do the lasso. Come on, Jake. Yeah, the, the chanting for it. It's great how he's got everybody. Pavlovian, is Pavlovian into knowing that short arm means DDT. <laughs> Let him DDT you, Jerry. You've been a dick for months. Eat a DDT. Eat a fucking DDT. Oh. Ref, you clearly saw that. Absolute fucking shithousery. Heaven forbid Jerry Lawler atones for anything he fucking does ever. The dirt worst. The dirt worst. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dead simple. I'm Jerry Lawler. I've been calling him an alcoholic for months and months and months. Robert's DDTs him and wins. Yes. Why is that so bloody difficult? Do you really want to string this out further? Yeah. There's no need. Yeah. W- DDT him. Put the snake on him. Yeah. WWE just don't get when sometimes when the story ends. The story doesn't end according to Triple uh, H. It's like, what, have you never literally watched any film? Fuck. Triple H said the story never ends. He's fucking there reading fucking War and Peace. He goes, oh, Steph, something's happened. I've run out of pages. <laughs> Where's War and Peace 2? thought the story never ends. Where's the next volume? He th- he's only ever read magazines. He's never read a book. <laughs> This segment is a 
a, a bone of contention with Jerry Lawler, with Jake Roberts, and I totally get it because it's fucking dickish, right? Or was this not agreed to, Lisper? No, it was agreed to, but that was that was legitimate alcohol. Ah, did he say just like have like coke? Because like, or... they knew they were going to do something, but Jerry Roberts was like, look, you know, you could have just filled that with iced tea. Yeah. But no, that's legit alcohol. You're pouring into an out of recovering alcoholic's mouth. The fucking, I hate Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Get well soon. Fucking hate Jerry Lawler. <laughs> this feud is grim. But it's weird as well. Like, the, the way that culture is the alcohol, and this is not me getting on me little straight edge soapbox, but it's like weird, like with Impact, uh, sorry, TNA back in the day where there was a, a storyline about Rhino being a recovering alcoholic. And yeah. He, he takes a sip and everyone cheers because like, yeah, have a beer. And like to me, someone who doesn't drink, like no, that's ridiculous. We shouldn't be cheering that. No, you should not be doing that. Like, like I, I, my hill I die on is that alcohol should not be advertised mm. because if you're going to drink, you're going to find something to drink. You don't need to have it advertised to you. And just because on social media, the amount of ads I get for that kind of stuff, it's like ah. Oh, You've blocked Fosters, you've blocked Carling. Perhaps you might like a brood. I'm just like, no, just stop. Like, what if I was a recovering alcoholic and seeing those adverts? Yeah. It's very irresponsible. Drink no. water, kids. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no sir, I get it. I totally get it where yeah. you come from. Like, it's the, if the, you want to have a drink, have a drink. I'm not saying don't drink. I just don't think it should be advertised. Drinking culture is really weird, particularly over here. Very weird over here. Um, it's 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 encouraged. It's it's in. In many cases, we do it without really thinking about it. Yeah. I know I do. Um, and it's just funny how, like, a great example, we were watching Miss, Miss Congeniality, and there's a scene in that where she goes to the bar, and, and she goes, ah, oh, give me a, make it a pint of a beer. And the barman goes, a full one? Are you sure? And, and me and I just go, oh, yeah, heaven forbid you have a whole pint, you weirdo. Oh, fuck it. And then I realize, and then you go, We've got problems over here. <laughs> we're like, we're laughing at that. We shouldn't really. It's like we, we went out for a curry last night and Sean got a beer and I got a, uh, a Bombay lemonade, <laughs> which Lovely. is just delicious lemonade, bit of spices in like a jar with straws and it looks nice. like a cocktail. And when the, the one waiter took the order and a different waiter brought the drinks and just without knowing, gave me the beer and gave Sean the lemonade. Oh. Didn't say anything because it happens all the time. It's just one of those. It's just like, well, yeah, you look at me, big bald arsehole with a beard. He's probably having a beer. And just when he went, we just said thank you when he walked off, swapped the drinks around. There you go. I was drinking my delicious fruity juice. This is really <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so Sean, have a sip of that. She went, oh, that's nice. I said, yeah, just one sip. It's fine. <laughs> Drink your beer, you. Yeah. Filth. But it's just, I, I, I don't think I would be able to, well, obviously, if, if, if the doctor said, like, you know, if you drink beer, you will die, then I would. Yeah. But the, I, I enjoy having a beer too much. Yeah, I know my parents are coming up in a couple of days from time recording, and I know I'll have some beers with my dad. And yeah. I look forward to having them, and it's not—it's from weirdly, it's not the same if I was to have a coke with my dad. But that's because our culture's always been yeah, yeah. going for a beer, not to say that one is right and one is wrong. Um, I would like to drink less. I don't think I could ever give it up completely. No, I feel like I—I'm I, too far gone <laughs> now. Again, unless yeah. the doctor said. If you keep drinking, you'll die. Yeah. I, but I don't drink to the excess of where I think a doctor would say that. You know? Yeah. I'm not putting Baileys on my cornflakes on a morning. Quite a few of my friends have given up drinking, and luckily they're not arseholes about it. Because mm. some of it winds me up when people are just like, oh, 
I don't drink anymore. And all the comments are just people saying, oh, you're so brave. I'm like, it's not fucking bravery. It's not, brave, it's not it? bravery. They've just made a decision. Because this is me just getting a bit bitter now. No, no. The amount of times I've been called weird for never having drank, it seems like it's acceptable to drink and then one day say, well, I've had that and I've had my fill. But yeah. to not drink at all, it's like, oh, you're weird. You're better than us. And depending on my mood, I can be both sides of the coin of CM Punk. If everyone sounds just like, oh, it's just my choice. If you want to have a beer, have a beer. I'll join you, but I'll have a water. And if someone says, oh, you're a weirdo for not drinking, I'll just be like, do you think you're better than me? I'll be like, yeah, I fucking do, actually, if you're going to be confrontational about that. When you're pissed like, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it, it more comes down to, it, it It puts into question what they're doing. Yeah. And all, it's always, whenever people are weird to you about you're not drinking, it's always a reflection on them. Yeah. Rather than a reflection the, on you. The amount of times when, like, We'll be out and we'll meet someone new. He's like, oh, you don't drink? I'll get you drinking by the end of the night. I'm like, no. that's such a weird thing to say. Weird energy. It's a weird culture. It's a cultural yeah. thing, without a doubt. Because my mates drink and other stuff. Mm. And they're very protective of me. They're just like, leave him alone. Yeah. Fuck off. If you want to buy someone a pint, buy me a pint. Leave him alone. He's fine with kind of thing. I don't like the thought of you hanging out with people that make you feel weird about that. Because yeah. you're good people. And yeah. I don't think that's fair. Like I said, all my mates are animals at times but because the mates are just like that's just his choice it's fine yeah yeah i think you drinking would be too much to handle it'd be horrible i think i think i'd be an aggressive drunk i think you would actually i, yeah. th I think you get into big arguments with people. I would. i'd be like i'm tired i'm hungry because i know what i like when i'm hungry yeah <laughs> so I get that. yeah me is angry is is not an, is is not a nice thing. Yeah, I, I have enough enough with that. If I was, yeah, and it's weird for me as well, watching people and seeing how they behave depending on what they've drunk as well. Happen. Like when we do work dues, you watch as the yeah atmosphere changes as the night goes on. Yeah, how people feel less inhibited. Yeah, and the the worst one come is come out of their shells. People what? are drunk on wine. Wine makes people very aggressive. For some yeah, reason. it's it's something to do with the with the with whatever's in wine. Yeah, it hits you different. Yeah, really strange. From, from my experience, it seems that wine makes people aggressive. Spirits makes people vomity, and beer just makes them. A bit less coherent, but usually all right. Mm. If I've got mates who are a bit pissed after a few pints, they're just usually themselves, but more like, oh, I want a couple of chips. Yeah. Oh, chips are nice. <laughs> just like, chips are nice. If I stay on beer all night, then it normally it's fine. Yeah. Right, Boiler Room Brawl. Here we go. Let's bring you back as one hour, 47 minutes, and 47, 48, 49, 50 seconds. One hour, 47 and 50 seconds. Undertaker walking down the corridor right now towards the boiler room brawl. Fuck me, he's walking slower than usual. Paul Bear is currently in the ring. They have to get out of the boiler room into the ring to win yeah. this match. So... What's that over the lens? That the cameraman's hand? <laughs> it might very well be. This was taped the night before. Of course it was. Mm-hmm. This is all in the can. Yeah. Um, Mick Foley remembers that The Undertaker did promotional appearances for most of the day, the morning before the shoot, and was knackered when he got there. Uh -huh. So they had to really fight to get like a match out of him as well. Now, obviously, and this is in the era before a lot of big screens. They had it on. Uh. They had it on the screen behind them, but they also had TVs wheeled to the ringside area. 
So people who weren't at an advantage point to truly see could watch. But there's a lot of areas where people couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. And this is why there was some trepidation about doing this kind of match on a pay-per-view. Because whilst the TV audience were there, the live audience were lost by it. And we see even in this day and age with all the technology of like big screens and stuff, when you have a match that's an extended piece behind the scenes, yeah. crowds get bored and angry very quick. Especially like you go a couple of years removed from this, the, the, the height of hardcore wrestling. And if there's big fights backstage, as soon as they come back through the curtain, everyone pops because they're like, hey, we can see what we paid for now. Yeah, we actually see what's happening now. Undertaker's looking a little more gothic than usual as He's well. probably tired. <laughs> yeah, there's probably that. That's not makeup. That's just yeah. dark circles around his eyes. But yeah, behold, one of the world's first cinematic wrestling matches. Mm. I like cinematic wrestling. There's, mm. like we said before, wrestling's a buffet. There's space for everything. But I think you have to use it sparingly. I think it was a good thing that it had been established as a genre before the pandemic hit. Mm. So people could just be like, let's let's do it. In terms of the best actual cinematic match in terms of a match, it's either the Boneyard or one of the first ones they did in AEW. Was it Sting and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks oh, and Brian Cage? Yeah. As an actual match, that was fantastic. But my favorite actual cinematic experience is Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. I adore it. And I'm glad it did was it the tier list you were doing of all the John Cena I'm glad that was because when you said because you said when people at home are watching they're either going to love it or hate it and I was like oh I wonder what Tom and Ross think of it I love it yeah I loved it it's fantastic exactly what the world needed at that time yeah just escapism and like I think we've said it before on this or on the monthly news podcast it's one of the only times in recent memory that WWE have a rewarded long-term fans for knowing their stuff. Mm. Yes. It was very much that, wasn't it? Yeah. With the NWO, yeah. heel turn, John Cena. Saturday night's and... main event and all that stuff, hinting at the fact that Cena's got a bit of the Hogan's about him when it comes to that doesn't work for me, brother. Like all main eventers get yeah. at some point. The SmackDown fist as yeah. prototype walks out. Yeah. They do the ruthless aggression entrance. Would you pass me the controls from there, please? Because if you're watching on the Patreon, the screen's gone off. We will make that happen. Thank you, darling. Lovely. So, Mankind and Undertaker scrapping on the boiler room raw floor. No com. Oh, I was going to say no commentary, but very, just limited. It's very light commentary. Yeah. Like, literally a couple of oohs and ahs, and then maybe a little bit of exposition by Vince, but not a lot. I know, and it's an interesting decision. Let's see if it plays off. See if it pays off. Uh, I don't think you needed loads. No. Um, I think you could have maybe done with a little bit. Yeah. More than they offered. And the oohs and ahs is really weird. That's still a debate with modern cinematic stuff where even though it is now more scripted and say if this was right now, it'd cut to a close-up of Undertaker saying, I'm sending you to hell, mankind. And then <laughs> cuts to the other side of mankind going, Woo! But I think the way this is shot, this I is, think you could have had commentary yeah, with it. Because this is shot like a match. Yeah, when it's, when it's shot with like dynamic camera cuts and stuff like that, then you don't need commentary for it. No, definitely not. But this, I think... Because of the way it was shot. But you know what? They're trying something new. This is new territory for them. So they're seeing what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And we'll only see a couple more Boiler Room Brawl matches in our lifetime. And they'll sort of workshop the idea a little bit and make it a bit more palatable in some other places. But uh, this is it's interesting that this is the first of its kind. I'm surprised that it's WWF taking the lead on this. This seems like something that WCW with their resources and the fact that they shoot on sound stages and that. It seems like something that you can imagine Bischoff doing. Be like... Obviously, they did the mm. sumo monster trucks on Kobo Hall, but in terms of an actual cinematic match. 
It I, seems like it'd be more their wheelhouse. You thought so, but you know what? Watching week to week now, like I have been, I would have thought that until I'd watched, until we started doing the classic Nitro review. Yeah. And the big thing that WCW is solely focused on is ratings and keeping eyes on the product. Right. And I think there would be a concern that something like this, the way it's shot, would make people switch off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because everything is sort of fast-paced, quick. Look over here, look over here, look at that, look at that, look at that. As this match is in progress, we're hearing about this. Oh, we've got to go here, got to go there. Go there. There's like, Mean Gene. Mean Gene coming back to the second commentary team. and yeah. That's it. And, and WWF are obviously playing catch-up on that, as we're seeing on Raw, in that style. Yeah. But... Um, Trying to think that, I mean, they would do something like this, but they're certainly not leading the way on it. No, we'll see uh, a graveyard match. Oh no! Oh <laughs> uh, no! Now I can't remember whether these were legit difficulties or whether it was just a way of sort of splicing I an think, edit. Yeah, I think. So. I feel like it was splicing an edit, but in a in a in a new fangled way. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that WCW graveyard match though. Vampiro mm. Sting, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Have we done a list on like forgotten um, cinematic wrestling matches? Oh, not too sure. We could. We, there's probably a uh, a tiered list of cinematic matches. Yeah. If we go through the annals of time and find all the, uh, there was probably one in like the seventies. <laughs> probably not. Probably. Like in oh, San Martino and somebody. You know. What was the ridiculous? Inoki one where he wrestled for like two days on an island. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it was on Inoki Island where they did it. Yes. Yeah. Wrestling's great, isn't it? Inoki's <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, I've, I'm sure I've asked you this before. Who do you think's the biggest maverick weirdo? Vince McMahon or Antonio Inoki? I think Inoki. <laughs> yeah. I think Vince McMahon obviously is a maverick, but Inoki wins the weirdo element of it yeah because so willing to to push outside of the box he was no. like he's like i'm in politics now i want to strengthen uh ties with uh, north korea um i'm going to put on a wrestling event yeah i'm off to go and they, it was like they went i want to go and uh speak to the people of north korea and they went no you can't he's like too late i've already left i've already left <laughs> You're going to stop me? I'm a Tony Inoki. I battered fuck out of everyone. They had to keep saying, Inoki, how many times can you please stop going to North Korea? And then he was like, Too late, I've come back. Get Saddam Hussein on the phone. I'm going to free some hostages. I'm mates with Stel Castro. I've heard rumors there's buried treasure on his island, <laughs> which I've now renamed Inoki Freedom Island, was it? Or Inoki Friendship Island? I think it was Friendship Island. Yeah. And the rumors were that Castro sold it or gave it to him. And he was like, there's buried treasure there. Maybe ghosts. He's like... Sco Scooby Doo in <laughs> inside a big chinned hard man. <laughs> and then the two thousands were just like, wrestling's great, but it's the ultimate sport. I want to prove that uh, wrestlers are harder than MMA fighters, so I'm going to tank my own promotion <laughs> to prove a point. And he did. Yeah, Enochism became a real thing. Yeah, he lived as a homeless man for a while. Oh, is that when he had the rags and the Jesus cross? Yeah. <laughs> He lived as a homeless man to aware of the, the plight of the homeless. I believe there is a homeless Anoki action figure that there you is, can buy yeah, that yeah. commemorates such event. It's a, uh, oh, what are they called? Because I've looked into it because the Japanese figures are um, more like statues. And I was, I was bidding on a, a Kenekabashi one a while back and someone ah. beat me to it because it was weirdly cheap and someone beat me to it. Oh. But yeah, you, you can get yeah homeless Anoki <laughs> in his rags. 
Oh, homeless and okay. Oh, homeless and okay. Yeah, I think Enoki has the the more maverick weirdo spirit, and also it comes with a better soul. Yeah, because than Vince, because everything Vince did, it seemed to be I want to grow the company and make profits. Whereas for Enoki, he was just like, no one's done this before. Fuck it, I'm having a go. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. And yeah. that's, that's why I love him. That's why I, I think that's why. I, and he would always try and. He'd do good for people, and he'd do it on a grand scale, outside of wrestling and inside of wrestling. When he didn't have time to feud with all the young wrestlers, yeah. they basically had everybody line up so he could chop them and give them the spirit of Enoki. Oh, the, the one where he's he got... slap them, wasn't he? He yeah. slapped them. He's got the queue of people, and it's like people in wrestling and fans, and they're all getting slapped. It doesn't matter who crosses his path. Like There's women getting in. He's just like, right, you're getting one, and mm. <laughs> everyone's coming in. I think I, I remember there's, there's in that same clip there's there's a woman that steps up yeah and he just goes he claps and he goes are you okay yeah and she's like hey great carry on if you it's were very in, sweet if you were there would you've gotten that cue yeah yeah same I think more just to confuse Alex yeah I think I'd have done it especially if Alex was there just to go I'm gonna stand in that queue and get slapped by an Oki he's like all right I'll get some sushi I guess yeah. <laughs> And then afterwards, he'll come back with a spack on face. He's like, why have you done that? But then knowing Alex, like, why have you done that? He said, because he imbues the spirit of an Oki in you. So that slaps give me the spirit of an Oki. But she'd be and like, then she'll sit there for a few minutes and go, I want one. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, yeah. I want to get it. So join the queue. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'll come with you. Okay. She'd be like, who's an Oki? He's like, that fella. Yeah, but who is he? He, he once had a weird fight with Muhammad Ali. He bought, yeah, he had a weird fight with Muhammad Ali and bought an island off Fidel Castro. Yeah. I want, I want, I want his spirit. He rescued Japanese hostages from Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> Will it hurt? I said probably a bit. Yeah. She'd be in the queue going, "I'm nervous now." Yeah. <laughs> She'd be the best. Oh, I'm nervous now. I feel, but, oh, I feel sick. But I like. Do you, want, do you have to do it? No, no, I do want to. But I'm feeling nervous. It's it's fun <laughs> to see like the people like getting legitimately staggered. Some of the fans are just trying not to sell it, and then the wrestlers get it, and they're all selling it and stuff like oh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I just hit the ground. I'd lie there like a fish. When it when he when he died, that was one of the first things I watched. I watched that, and obviously the the fight with the great Antonio, where he just beats the oh, absolute shite out that. of him. When Antonio's just being a dick, going, "Look how brilliant I am," and Nogi goes, "Get to fuck." He starts kicking him in the head, and he's bleeding. This big, massive horse of a man. Antonio Nogi's like, "I'm an Oki. I'll kill you." <laughs> so, um, mankind just came off a ladder there. Mm. So. Foley did some real damage to himself in this match. You don't say. You don't say. Um, that badly hit, damaged his sciatic nerve Ooh. when he landed. Uh, and it would lead to like a lot of residual injuries in the years to come and would slow his career down. No end. Um, but that's where the damage did. Like he has a weird little walk yeah. now and it's big part of it is that fall off the ladder. But it's, it's the unfortunate thing with Mick Foley. It's like if he didn't, wrestle the style and take these unnecessary risks, would he have been as big of a star? Mm. Hard to say. It's one of them because obviously he did all this, but then he learned later in his life that he didn't need to, he, he, he didn't need to do that to, yeah. But then would he have had, he needs it as a launching pad. You say that though, but his retirement match against Triple H and he gets nearly set on fire and thrown through the top of the cell. There is that. <laughs> he did go out retirement. swinging. Yeah. He did go out swinging. I think that was... Oh, no, it wasn't his retirement, was it? Because he wrestled... A, he's always wrestled loads of times. I know, then. but that was his, like, kayfabe mm. retirement. That's it. That that was, was, it. was that the end of his 
full-time WWF run. Yes, it was, And he'd come yeah. back for a couple of bits. And then he came back one WrestleMania and got set on fire by Edge. Yeah. <laughs> he had a lovely match against Randy Orton. Yes. Backlash 2004. As I was coming back into it, one of my mates, he was a big Foley fan, but he was also really into Randy Orton. He's like, he's good, this Randy Orton. And all I knew of Orton at the time is my cousin kept getting the games because we enjoyed playing them. And one of them was just like, here's a Randy Orton card. He's like, who's that crap, lad? He looks rubbish. <laughs> and then my mate was like, no, the Legend Killer's good. Watch the match from Backlash. And it's the match that makes Orton. Mm. And I remember watching and thinking, oh, he's quite good, this kid. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> Getting dropped onto the thumbtack yeah. off the RKO. It's like, oh, yeah. that's nice. Oh. We've got some technical difficulties. This is where they cut away again. Oh, no. Is Vince just having a coffee? They're just sort of watching. And... Yeah, you can hear the Booze. feed from the crowd and the booing. It's not great, this, is it? It's not. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting experiment. Yeah. I'm glad that they did it. And I'm glad that they hone it. Yeah, it didn't need to be as long as it was. No, no, no. Um, this is a long bit of technical disruption. Is this Andy Kaufman doing it? <laughs> we don't want people to change the channel, Andy. <laughs> I feel like people around the around the world are banging the top of their TV sets watching this. Yeah. Like, they had the opportunity to do something fun there, like splice in clips of, like, I don't know, old demolition matches or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That'd have been great. But no, they didn't. Uh, they don't like fun in this company, apparently. Yeah, this, this didn't need to be as long as it did. No. Could have well, been 10 minutes of just wanton destruction. Or at least have some gimmicked items in there. Yeah. Because these look like they've legitimately gone, oh, well, there's a ladder there. We can use that. There's some piping. We can use that. Like, have a table, a bin. Well, they were yeah. in the, well, that was it. They literally got to the Gundarina the day before the event, as we're seeing here, and were just... 10-foot ladder. Yep, 10-foot ladder. Ah, is this the bit where he oh. does his sciatic nerve in? Yeah, because he's gone quite high up. Oh, yeah. oh no. I think this is where he does his sciatic nerve in. Jeebus. Oh. <laughs> like, that's a thin cardboard box. Yeah, that, that ain't that supportive, I'm going to say. That's not as supporting as one would hope it would be. Got a good reaction. Yeah, people are into it. After booing before. I think they were booing the loss, of, the loss of feet, and maybe they were more into it than we thought. But yeah, let's, but, but the again, landing on this isn't great. Looking at how pagged Undertaker is, whether that's selling or whether that's, like you said before, the fact he's actually knackered, this is helping build the aura of mankind. Oh, completely. Because who's battered Undertaker this much? No one? No. Um, or, or if they ever do, it's usually like 12 heels battering him so they can bury him for a couple of months. Or yeah, whatever. nobody's taken the fight to Undertaker like Mankind has no. ever. Yeah. And Mankind's watching him in real in real time absorbing all this stuff and he's still coming back to back but, to the no, pasty bollocks. grabbing on his leg and he's like, no. Ooh, chain to the knee. Chain to the rhythm. Am I right, kids? Chain for the rhythm. But yeah, they, they just got into the boiler room a few hours before and just went, yeah, we can use that, jump off that, do that. Yeah. Sort of mapped out using the tools that they had. You could have gimmicked it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, more purple tables. 
I like the color coded. You can only use the table that's color coded to you. That's how wrestling should be. A North plan on doing that in the dome? Oh, I'd love a yellow table in the North Dome. Yeah. In, in the Walker Dome, would love that. So excited. Yeah. Um, a time of recording, over 200 tickets sold. Fantastic. Uh, we we reckon we can get a couple of thousand in there, though. Yeah. So the journey's well, on. Well, considering like the tickets haven't been on sale that long, a time of recording. No, not at all. We've only so far, oh, so far only announced Scotty Zuhati and Gangrel. Yeah. And Gangrel! So excited. Are you going to come up for it? When is it? Uh, July the 15th. Maybe. Check your, uh, check your sedge. Because uh, Aiden and I were going through the... No, it's Slammiversary. Ah, that's fair enough. Yeah, because I'm doing Slammiversary on the 15th, and then I think Death Before the Sun is probably going to be the week after. Ah, oh, selfish yeah, of everybody. I know. That means we can't get... Steve Macklin, then that's fine. Oh. He'll be busy. I know. I'd, I'd love to chat with Gangrel. I'll be like, Birkenhead Gangrel. <laughs> yeah, Birkenhead's own Gangrel. Taking to a spoons beforehand. Oh, he loves it. He loves to spang as a mash and a spoons, doesn't he? Yeah. And a pint of, is it a pint of bitter? A pint of Guinness. It looks pint no, of Guinness. pint of Stella. Oh, he's a Stella boy. Because ah. I remember, because was it you who interviewed Gangrel about that? Or was it Ross? No, it was Ross. Because when he asked one. for any questions, that's why I said to him, he's like, ask him what he thinks of Birkenhead. Because mm. it was just one of those everyone just knew. Gangrel's usually in the area. Joey Legend's usually in the area. And occasionally D'Lo Brown. Because there was a, a school there. And mm -hmm. there was obviously local shows there. Close proximity to Liverpool. D'Lo Brown's a big Liverpool FC fan as well, so he's always in the area. The old bin and chair detail to keep Undertaker from leaving the boiler room. I like the fact that Mankind's standing there holding the bin to trap him in, but it's like, but you're going to have to leave eventually to win. <laughs> he's leggy. Just hoof it. There you go. Oh, no. A comedy fall from mankind. So was this bit recorded yesterday or is this live now? All still recorded yesterday. Really? So everything... everything um, up until the curtain? Up until they walked through the curtain was recorded the day before. Hold on, Montoya's there. Godwin's. Mark Henry. Oh, having said that... Because they're all in there. Yeah, they're all in their gear, aren't they? Maybe this bit is live. Marty in shorts and high tops. Yeah, Goldust in full paint. Yeah, Goldust in full paint at that point. Hey, Steve Austin! Oh, Steve Austin, Bradshaw. Yeah, Goldust had, paint hadn't been affected. Maybe this was filmed in the morning. Maybe. Maybe this was filmed just before the show started. Potentially. Oh, one second, got a bleeding elbow. A bleeding elbow. Oh, bleeding elbow. Let me tip over all these catering trolleys <laughs> covered in cardboard boxes that are just around the Gund Arena. Actually, I wonder... Can we have a look at the back of Mankind's... <laughs> Looks like a... Are we sure it's hot coffee? Oof. He bumped for coffee? Nice bumped off the hot coffee. You'd be livid, wouldn't you, if you wanted some coffee? Yeah, mankind's cleaned up, so I think this was recorded maybe the morning of the show, or the yeah. or the or just before they went live. <laughs> so, so now we're live. Oh, okay. Well, I'm now intrigued as to where they where where what was where. 
Because obviously they've recorded this bit's happening live. Yeah. I want to say it's from when they actually left the boiler room. Yeah. Because I couldn't imagine they'd be able to convince all the boys to come to the arena the day before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, okay, I think they filmed everything up until when they're in the corridor for going into the boiler room. So therefore, so therefore, you've got mankind coming through. Yeah. Pushing the stuff in the way of the Undertaker, and then Undertaker kicks his way through. Yeah. So I think from there, it was filmed. That goes live then, maybe. Either way, very well done. Oh, yeah. You can't see the strings. No. <laughs> and also, you notice that the commentary starts to pick up during the live bit. Yeah. Which maybe suggests that they didn't want to add too much to the commentary just in case yeah. there's an error in it or something and they look silly. I don't know. Start repeating themselves. I don't know. But either way, it was a long-winded bit. Oof. And there's the telly still at ringside. There they are. Oh, Christ. That's how they've been watching it. On actual CRT uh, TV. Like, like the science class that on the last day of term. We roll in a telly for you to watch stuff on. You can just see just two chimps shagging. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Lucky you getting to watch these on this big... Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I still want one of those WWF crew jumpsuits. Ah, oh. <laughs> Thing of beauty they are. They come off for sale occasionally, and they are not cheap. Oh. I can't imagine there's many that exist. Probably not. I love those big tellies. Look at how thick they are. Jesus. Thick. They used to weigh a ton, didn't they? Yeah. Dummy thick, as the kids say. Dummy thick. Dummy thick. I've heard some kids saying that in a Fraser shitposting <laughs> meme forum once. <laughs> A Fraser shit posted meme for. I'm in a Facebook page for for Fraser shit meme for, for Fraser memes. Great, but the problem is it's kind of its own multiverse now. So all the Fraser memes are based on jokes that have been made in the Facebook shit posting group. Yeah. <laughs> so it's if you're a Fraser fan, join in just to go. Oh, I like Fraser. I like jokes. You you lost for a little while. And you're just like, what's this about Martin Crane being elected governor? What? <laughs> That's it. And they're all in jokes. I think. One recurring joke in there is, um, I think they were. I think somebody was talking about, oh, what like what would happen in Frasier episodes if it was to come back. This is years ago, mm. and one Reddit comment just said, "What if Frasier had iPad?" Oh, because that's from the Seinfeld two thousand one. Is it? Yeah. Ah. Because just like what I said, uh, Seinfeld today. What if Jerry have iPad? Maybe. Okay. So. So that's a crossover from there, but then that's taken its own life. Ah. Either, either if that's gone from Frasier to the Seinfeld one, or from Seinfeld to Frasier. It's branched off. What anyway. if someone have iPads? Mm. So I'm hoping in the new Frasier series, which is coming soon to Paramount Plus, whether we like it or not, uh, they will have at least point, one point a Frasier holding an iPad oh. just to complete the joke. I think so. He'll be reading his Financial Times on it or something. I remember I, I, when I, my dad was alive. I don't know. Rodney, what do you reckon? I'm going to watch it because I liked Frasier. I will watch it, but like with my hand over my eyes. <laughs> Nervous that they will... Uh... Will he be radio or podcast? Do you think he'll be doing a podcast or no? I think he will be doing a podcast. I predict he'll be doing a podcast. And it'll be... But it'll Oy. be... It'll be like a very deep podcast, but it'll be sponsored by something like that he hates. And a big there'll be a big issue with the fact that he doesn't like the sponsor of the podcast, but it's the only way, any way they make money. Of course, if you like salty yeah. snacks. Sponsored by Mr. Biggles Salty Nuts. <laughs> Damn it, Rodney. I hate... <laughs> and Nicholas Linder's called Rodney, by the way. <laughs> Damn it, Rodney. Oh, here's a moment! 
A moment in time about to occur. I've done it. I've won the boiler room. Give me the urn, dad. Give me the urn. After mankind took a horrible bump off the apron. Look at this. Oh. Oh! Oh, no. One second, what are you doing, Paul? Why have you turned your back on me, Paul? Paul Barrett's turn on The Undertaker! Oh, you sneaky bastard. Oh, no! It's the one thing that we didn't want to happen. I think it's mad that they waited this long. How long has this been now? Five years? Mm -hmm. Six years? Of The Undertaker in WWF? Yeah, six years. Six years. And this is the first time they split him and Bear it. And then after this, it'd be like, in, out, in, out, shake it all about. Yeah, they'll just, they will mix it, mix and match quite a bit, won't they, from there? Yeah. So is this is this leading into brown hair, sweaty Paul Bearer? <laughs> yeah, you know it. Well, that means, oh, used car salesman looking Paul Bearer. In the next year, then, we're going to get a convergence of this and a big meme from... The smackdown on. But, oh. That's gotta be Kane. But I'm cognizant of the fact that it's like, ah, oh, do we just import that running <laughs> joke over to this podcast or do we try and avoid it? I mean, I think we can't avoid it. Oh, he's giving some Inoki. Um, I think we meet it at the pass. Yeah. And I think we see how we go with it. Yeah. I, I think that, you know what? Not every joke is a one size fits all. Yeah. I think we'll see how it flows. And especially then when Kane was good. Yeah, Kane <laughs> was very good at this point. I mean, arguably 2001, he's at his physical and in-ring peak. Yes, he's brilliant in 01. He's had a great 01. But 97 in terms of the character. It's still funny. Yeah. Um, I was terrified of Kane as good. Were you? Well, not like terrified hiding behind my own, but it's just like, oh, he's a bit mean. Because again, first one of the first times I remember properly seeing him or like digesting his stuff was that unfortunate match with Vader uh, mm. no way out and he's got the red light and he's just been smashing him in the head of a big wrench <laughs> and he's just like oh he's horrible him <laughs> that clang off of Undertaker's head from the urn yeah a clonk Mankind wins oh is that two victories over the Undertaker now mm. wait yes yeah yes Dave didn't give any ratings for the Boiler Room match. You can't really rate it, can you? Mm. What Does he give a review of it? Saying, I, well, I this is what, a... I will uh, pull up what Dave David Meltzer said about it. I can't remember. I only made a note of the star rating in me notes. I, did, I, I used to really like this end music for Mankind. It's great. More wrestlers need music at the end. Yeah. It's it's your reward for yeah. winning. When you win a match, <laughs> you get second music, like second breakfast. <laughs> second breakfast. Second break afternoon tea. Supper. Supper, sup, sup, sup. Some supper. Copy text. I'm just so kidding. we've got a heel pull bear. I mean, I'm all for it. It's a it's a reset and a refresh yeah. of the mankind. Of the Undertaker character. Yeah, because this leads to... <laughs> I'm Paul Bearer and you're not. Character-wise, this is leading to probably the one of the best Undertaker runs, isn't it? Yeah. 
And the Undertaker gimmick, which I'm gutted they got rid of, because obviously it's iconic raising the lights, but I used to like the... Oh, where he'd just make them just pop rather than... And it'd flashbang and it'd be dead loud and pop on. I thought it was great when he used mm. to do that. Yeah. Oh, it was a good moment. Oh, lights are out. Oh, where is he? Oh. oh. So is this a... I know it's not a little break for The Undertaker now, is it? Because we've got a uh, a match involving Terry Gordy coming up, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I take it his gear must change after this. Yes, we see a different look Undertaker. Next time we see Undertaker... Is that the where he's in the Bat costume and flies to the ring? We won't see Undertaker <laughs> again until Bat-Taker. The next time we see Undertaker is Bat-Taker. Aren't we lucky? Oh, I'm not sure about these druids. Why, the indie guys from no, USW? Well, usually they're in like cloaks with hoods up. These are basically in uh, dyed black clan outfits. <laughs> it's a bit... Mm, it's a bit... Mm, I'm not too sure about they that. Look like, I don't know, they look fine to me. Yeah, look, wait till you see them from the front, because usually it's just a hood, and you can see that there's a face there, but they're looking away. But this, the a bit Cobra Commander. <laughs> Cobra. Like it's a full... It's a it's a dyed black Ku Klux Klan outfit. <laughs> oh. uh, I yeah. Is it the spikiness of the head? Yeah. 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 Oh. Dick Murdoch was like, "Oh, I I, I know a guy. <laughs> I can get you some, yeah." Allegedly, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> So, Dave Meltzer says, no rating because so much of it was taped. Bearer was great doing the turn. Both worked very hard. The only negative was the boiler room stuff lasted too long and yes. needed commentary and crowd noise. The announcers did a great job with the turn. Okay. So he was positive that, that, on it, but he said as the same points that we've kind of made. It's a fair so assessment, yeah. It should it, have been a bit more. Yeah, it, it needed to be... Shorter in the boiler room, it needed more actual plot points in the action because mm. it was just very much. Oh, there's a pipe, I'll pick up the pipe, hit you with a pipe. That's done. Is a bit of wood, is <laughs> a bit of wood. There wasn't really any set pieces apart from, All right, do you want to damage your sciatic nerve falling off a ladder? <laughs> <laughs> you want to break your sciatic, you want to sciatic over the rest of your days. This is this is a first time deal, yeah. First time they've they've done it, so we're you know you give it a little respect. You got to do something. You got to break an egg to have your breakfast. Of course, as Jack Atkins says every morning. Yep, one egg, get two egg, put it in the water. Oh, mm. lovely! And you pop down toast. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little cry when you get in the shower. How did life get to this point? And what's the meaning? Then you get your eggs out of the pan, <laughs> and you put them on the toast. Oh, think I made a mistake when I was 21 and I could have been so much more. Put the butter on the toast. <laughs> a salt, a pepper, a chili flake. Oh my God, my life's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Riddle with anxiety every day. Get a little bit of coriander. <laughs> Wake up in a cold sweat, feeling so sad, and I put a little bit of cheese on the top. Look at Vader's nose. It's horrible. <laughs> 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 
Vader always looks like he smells. Uh, from what I've read, apparently he did. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Because if you're that big, you're going to be that sweaty. Yeah, but there's stuff that you can do yeah. to kind of keep it in check. It's not a given that because you big equal you smell. Oh, no, of course. But um, but height of summer, and you wrestle, and you're a big lad, you're going to be a bit sweaty. But you're on the road, and from what I heard, a lot of wrestlers were knackers, and they wouldn't really shower. They'd just be like, oh, I'll just spray over the top. It's fine. Oh, no. Like a festival wipe. <laughs> a Belinda wipe. And apparently there's rumors of Vader that he just spin his singlet around the other way and get an extra day's wear oh, out of it. It's like, I've, oh. I've watched a few Vader matches where I've gone, I'm pretty sure that's the same singlet with the other way around. Yeah. Yeesh. I think so, if I was that size, I would try and shower every day. Not given at least. any spoilers, but before I came <laughs> before I came into this recording session I was talking to Aiden Gibbons like what are you watching today he was like SummerSlam 96 and he was saying oh Vader was apparently booked to win the title at some point wasn't he before they changed ideas and I was like wouldn't surprise me mm, well because that's not giving any spoilers for this but if you know your championship lineage <laughs> Aiden is correct yeah um, we can talk about that a little bit afterwards mm. uh, there were some well Actually, he's right in terms of, oh, was this where Vader was meant to win the title? Aiden is right and wrong. Right. And wrong. And wrong. <laughs> but we can talk about that. Okay. Um, at the end of the match. But this is Vader's, uh, I think, his only solo headlining WrestleMania uh, WWE event. Wow. Okay. Obviously, he'll headline, I think, multi-person matches. Yeah. But in terms of, like, as a, in a singles match... This is the only time he's trusted with 50% of the main event. And yeah, because I know there's obviously an infamous spot mm. that Sean Sean's. <laughs> we can all look forward to that particular spot, which which pretty much puts the stoppers on Vader's and hopes and aspirations. Of being I won't a... let my bias show as someone who is famously a Vader fan and not a Shawn Michaels fan. Mm. I will call it right down the middle. <laughs> all right, Alfonso. <laughs> By the way, if you're Never watching... <laughs> Two hours, 22 minutes, and 55, 56, 57, 58, 59. Two hours, 23 exactly. Mm. Um, so they've got about 25 minutes for the main event. Okay. So we're going to get a shorter match than the Boiler Room Brawl, but a longer match than Jake versus Lawler. Good. <laughs> I like the idea at this point of um, Vader being champion. Me too. He's you look at him and you're just like, he's a big boy, but the way he wrestles as well, it's not legit like Kurt Angle legit. But if you look at him, you thought if he hits you, it's gonna hurt. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I love the idea of someone like him being a champion and just a few having a few title matches where he just batters a guy. Yeah. And just to kind of keep them off the top of the mountain. Well, it, his debut match in New Japan caused a riot. Did it? He squashed Anoki. Anoki went, he's good him. Have him squash me. Because Anoki wow. had a big match. I think he may have beaten like Ricky Choshu or something in a, a brawl. And then Vader comes out. He's like, I'm Anoki. I'll take him on. Let's go. Vader batters him, squashes him, and they start rioting. Bloody hell. So obviously, yeah. So Vader, he's been IWGP champion, WCW champion. He'd get a run with the Triple Crown in the late 90s. But this is the... 
the one biggie he never never he touched. never got did no. he oh jeez great Nike t-shirt that as well terrible security though no yeah <laughs> NWO rules sign in the in the crowd what? there. And they will they all start popping up in every federation in the land. <laughs> no, I also the three sixteen shirts. Are they Sean's click? Just those two. <laughs> I like the fact that yeah, that they're just like that neon couple. I'm sure they've got like a name like everyone knows Faith No More guy, Vladimir, Brock Lesnar. True guy, neon couple. Yeah, the neon couple. I don't think they're as prominent as Vladimir and yeah. Faith No More guy. I like the fact that that's like one thing that wrestling fans can agree on. Everyone likes Vladimir. Oh, yeah. Because he never tried to get himself over. He's just he's just a unique-looking individual in a wrestling thing because he's quite gangly and he's usually just in like a loose-fitting vest and he's very enthusiastic and he's got those glasses and he's like, it's Vlad, it's cool. He's just he's just there enjoying it. He's, he's just there enjoying the wrestling. If they cut to him, he'll act like he's enjoying the wrestling. Yeah. Because that's what you do. It's like I never liked the, the Hogan guy in early 90s WWF where he's turning around dressed as Hogan getting everyone on board. It's like, it's not about you, mate. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. And some of the more modern fans... It's like, no one's here to see you. There's a few bubbles within bubbles and wheels within wheels yeah. that go, oh, it's me. I'm the star here. It's like, no. And everyone else in the crowd's like, we're all on the same page, mate. We're all on the same <laughs> level. You're not better than us. Shut up. <laughs> Mr. Belding's over there from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, tease us, please us, Sean. Squeeze us. Squeezes. Jesus. 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 Peace Squeezes. Pudding, Jesus. Peace. Squeezes. Peace. Peace pudding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim. Sorry, the crowd. Peace pudding. Peace pudding, kid. There's a salad here. <laughs> at, the, at the Contarina. It's the Gundarina. <laughs> I thought it was Contarina. No. no. It's the Gund. Gund. Yeah, yeah good. Gundarina. I've, I've got a, got a broom handled Mauser back on. <laughs> Tom won't let me touch you. Gundarina? Yeah, it's, oh, it's terrible. I've got some tablets to take for it. It's, oh. <laughs> got it from a lady. <laughs> got a bit of Gundarina. Oh, Sean's gear is great. Simples. I like simple but effective gear. So black. Everyone's in black tonight, aren't they? Ooh, cool heels and faces. The <laughs> lines getting blurred. The 90s. Oh. <laughs> the 90s. Let me check my pager. Oh, I've got to go to the hospital. I need to skateboard to the hospital. <laughs> I need to skateboard to the hospital. I've got They a found ice. a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> it burns when I piss. There's <laughs> a shadow on my skin. It burns when I piss. Time to skateboard to the hospital. <laughs> Reminds me of a... There's a webcomic, Nedroid. can't remember the artist's real name, but he, he had one that... Came a bit of a meme. It was cool slow, and it was coleslaw for cool kids on the go. It's just a drawing of a kid skateboarding, holding like a froob, just squirting coleslaw into the mouth. That's a great idea. Cool slow. Cool slow. That's one of the things that's. Um... Oh, Michael's looked like he was laying in those kicks there. He's giving it some. They haven't fallen out yet, though. No. But um, coleslaw is one of those things that I realized when I was growing up. Because as a kid, it was like, ugh, rubbish. Whereas now, if I get a good coleslaw, it's like, it's 
good coleslaw. Like. Make me own coleslaw sometimes when I'm making burgers. Like, oh, get a bit of that. And everyone's just oh. like, it's coleslaw. Shut up. I'm just like, oh, no. It's it's the accoutrement that sets it off. <laughs> I believe that's the slogan they now use for coleslaw. It is. It's the accoutrement that sets it off. Get yourself on a skateboard now to the nearest cool slaw outlets. Yeah! Yeah, kids. Put it in a super soaker. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> skateboard to the hospital to check for mad cow disease. And on the way back, get some cool slaw. He likes the skateboard. <laughs> it's true. That's life in it in the 90s. That's all it was. <laughs> Vader fell like a tree there. It was pages, bop it. <laughs> Cool slow, sunny day. What well, mad that sunny day was a, a trend? Everyone was like, "Ah, oh, you're not cool unless you drink this orange drink." <laughs> it's like, okay. There was a story about somebody drinking so much of it that their skin went yellow. Yeah. And and at school you just went, yeah, I have no no reason to doubt that's yeah. a thing that happened. Because I like the fact I that just parents, believe it. parents are like, oh, I wish you'd drink like pure orange juice, not this stuff, which is just <laughs> sugar and food color. And <laughs> and then I tried it couple of years ago because it was huge for a bit and you'd be made up if like your parents got to be like oh a treat we've got sunny day in <laughs> yeah but a couple of years ago there was someone in a shop and I thought fuck it i've not had sunny day since i was a kid let's try it i went that's horrible yeah <laughs> 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 like, yep, that's disgusting yeah. i made a kid's tea last night yeah a bit of a weird, weird old week in our house i thought well, we'll have it for we'll have to make a kid's tea yeah so we had um turkey unicorns yeah. Turkey dinosaurs, uh, smiley face potatoes, Ooh, yes. and peas and beans. Lovely. Fantastic, yeah. Fantastic. We went uh, Dabawal last night. Oh, is it great? Yeah. Love Dabawal. Well, jealousy went to Dabawal. Because it's our last week full time. And Sean came back up. I was like, I'll book us in at Dabawal. We're not going to get an easier opportunity to go. Mm. Oh, we had the works. Nice. And again, ate too much last night, got home, and I just had a severe case of the farts. Oh, <laughs> I, just, oh, no. I was like, welcome home, Sean. Welcome home. <laughs> Best Peshwari naan bread I've ever had. But they give you very special farts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peshwari farts, as we call them. We, we basically just went for the Peshwari naan. And when it came, I kind of savoured it, picked it up, and Sean just started laughing because I was just smiling, just like, oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a lovely time. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad you're going to your favourite places before you leave. Yeah. Well, it's what we were saying because we were we had a little walk around Jesmond afterwards because we like it around there because it's nice. And we're saying one of the regrets of the three years we've had living here is we never lived in Newcastle because mm. when we were originally moving up, we had a house sorted in Heaton. Yeah, but because it was just as the pandemic was coming in, we paid the holding deposit and everything. And then the tenant was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find somewhere else to live and stay in here. Yeah. Which at the time we were like, oh, for fuck's sake. But looking back, we're like completely understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we lived in Gateshead and we were locked down for pretty much the entire time we were there. And then we moved to Time Off, which is lovely, but we're just never really here in the thick of it. No, you never got to explore. So we feel like we only scratched the surface, really. But it's always here. Mm. It's always here. Exactly. I'm going to be trying to come up whenever I can for work anyway. Mm. Depending on if tic uh, train ticket prices are all right. Oh, yes. Because I can imagine I could go one day and it would be like, oh, I've got to come up for Mania. Uh, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> 90 quid return. <laughs> and he'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> no chance. You can does. get a coach. I'll be like, ah, I'll just zoom in. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's it. You'll you'll always you'll find a way to get back. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be here as as much as I can. Mm. It's, it's, it's 
21st century. I think we can work around things easily. It's the 90s after all, Eddie. It is the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Vader's been very dominant so far. Yeah. Worth pointing out. Caught Sean off a... Oh, he went for the Mark Merrow front flip tope thing. Mm-hmm. But caught and power bombed into the floor. So beautiful. Good man, Sean, for taking that bump. So far, these two have been excellent. Hmm. Well matched. Nice rhythm to the match. David and Goliath with a lad who loves to sell and a lad who loves to work snug. So. And a smelly lad who loves to work snug. That's me. <laughs> oh, I love the gun show that Vader does. Yeah. Guns. I think part of the thing as well with Vader is like you can see his head there and like the way his hair is and he's got like smatterings of hair all over his body. He looks just he does look like a beast. He's not <laughs> he's not polished, he's not really tanned, he's a bit pink. Mm. He's got hair and stuff. He's not like Yeah. He, yeah, he's he's not he's it's not um He looks the he looks commercially like a designed. Yeah. He's not market. He's not designed to be marketable. He's it's, just a beast. It reminds me of the, the stupid bollocks that um Eric Bischoff said on uh, 80, however many weeks, I always forget, when they were talking about Starcade 97. And he said, oh, well, the thing about Sting was, he didn't have a tan. It's like, what do you mean he didn't have a tan? He's like, oh, we weren't going to put that. You know, we had concerns about him because he didn't have a tan. He's like, but in kayfabe, he's been living in the rafters, fueled by vengeance. I don't get why that's smacking such a concern. Pe- yeah, smacking people with a baseball bat. What are you meant to think? He's like, oh, great show tonight, lads. I'm off to the beds. No. But he was, he was just covering up for internalized bullshit. I know Sting had his issues at the time, and probably Hogan was, you know, didn't work for him, probably. So, yeah, so we can't put, Vader, we can't put um, Sting over Hogan because Sting hasn't got a tan. That's what Bischoff said, and Fuck. Conrad goes berserk. At him. Good. That's what I like about the Conrad podcast. I, only, I float in and out because for most of the time I'm listening for research and stuff. But I like the fact that he's not in awe of his of who he's having the podcast with. Mm. If someone says something stupid, he'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Don't talk shit. He's, he's like Ricky Gervais to Carl. <laughs> Don't talk shit, Carl. <laughs> Did Bischoff back down on that thought in he, any way? No, no he, st- he stuck to his guns. And he's like, oh, you, you're telling me. And you know, when the car gets into one of his screaming matches. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because well, we know that's not the reason. No, definitely There's not. There's far more than that going on there. Because... Going back to it, when we were packing up our old flat in Merseyside to move up here in 2020, um, that was when Sting I, had a tan. Sting had a tan. <laughs> he had a lovely tan. That's when I first started getting into the Bischoff podcast. So I was listening to it a lot, um, and I liked the fact that even though you know Bischoff sticking to his stories and chatting shit, he gave the pretense of a man who was revealing stuff. Like he wasn't mm. afraid to t- talk money and stuff. Because I never got into the. Bruce Pritchard podcast because when I did it was when he was back under the employer of WWE so he was in stooge mode he was saying I don't recall I'm not talking money no I don't have any recollection I wasn't there blah 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 blah. I've never done any wrong and I was like this is crap yeah it's and, just not interested anymore and I've spoken to Ross about it he said nah it's the early days when he was just not hired by anyone it was brilliant because he was just like fuck him fuck them fuck you fuck this <laughs> so I kind of want, want that podcast to stop now Mm. I don't think it it doesn't really add anything anymore. No. Because he's because because Pritchard's so rushed off his feet already. Like yeah. He barely has time to record it. And then when he does, he doesn't really talk about anything. No. It's infuriating. I need to listen to more of the Jarrett one. Whoa. Oh, just just swaggered in and went. Whoopah. Sit down, Sean. Sean. 
Shut up, silly boy. Well, this is what I've said to you before about Vader. Like, obviously, he's now he's had his backstage fights before. He got fired from WWE, WCW for fighting with Paul Orndorff, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But then there's other accounts saying that he could be like a big teddy bear. And the fact that the click could exert their will over this man. Because as we know from Shawn Michaels, from all the backstage fights he's ever had in Syracuse, I don't think he's ever won one. No. <laughs> he's, he's not a fighter. But the fact that he's like, could politic over this man who could, if he wanted to, rip him in half like an old phone book so strange it must it's the dynamic there yeah must be so unusual because you only got like kevin nash there as the muscle anymore have you it's just yeah and even then all you have to do is punch i know it's low-hanging fruit you just need to punch kevin nash in the knees and (laughs) And then you're fine then that is low-hanging fruit isn't it i love kevin nash (laughs) But uh, do, did Vince ever truly get behind? Obviously, he's main event in SummerSlam, so an element of it must be the I case. I just but. think at this point, it was just whatever Sean says is gospel. Yeah. Sean's the, the golden goose. In the blue eye, yeah. Because obviously, when if and when Bret Hart comes back, we'll know that him and Sean will have backstage fights where Bret Hart beats fuck out of him. <laughs> Pat Patterson's getting in between him. He's like, I like you both. Get off. <laughs> Bret Hart literally rips out chunks of Sean's hair as he's punched him in the mouth. <laughs> Sean gives it socks, but then when it comes to a fight, he's like, nah. Yeah. Easy pickings. He's like one of Top Cat's crew. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, DC. He's like, I've got, I've got Scott Hall here. He's killed a man. <laughs> he's not here. We've got, I've got Triple A. Oh. I love. So would he be Top Cat? Sean. Yeah. In this situation. Kind of, yeah. Using his words and schemes. But you know for a fact, if Officer Dibble ever got his hands on Top Cat, he'd just euthanize him. (laughs) 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 He'd fucking unload his magnum into him. Shooting a cat dead. Hey, Officer Dibble. Sorry. (laughs) Looking Benny the Ball in the eyes as he's emptying six shots into Top Cat's head. Look at it, Benny. Do you want to fucking say anything now? Uh, No, sir, Mr. Officer Dibble, sir. Are you going to fuck off? (laughs) Good lads. You cats. You literal cats are stopping me from doing my job. You all saw him. He came at me. (laughs) I had no choice but to unload this gun into the face of Top Cat. (laughs) But yeah. Is it even a gun? Dibble could just fucking kick it. Yeah. Kick him into traffic. Trunching him in the face. <laughs> right. Match has been good so far. Sean's going for an elbow Been drop. good so far. Tap the elbow once. So you know he's going to hit it. Match falls apart in three, two, one. <laughs> so, here's the story. <laughs> Of what we just fucking saw. Now, Shawn Michaels uh, was attempt to get was going to get walloped. No, he wasn't get walloped by Vader. Shawn Michaels was going to basically get no water in the pool for the elbow because Vader was meant to roll out of the way. Yes. So he was going. Vader was going to roll out of the way, and Michaels was going to land on his feet. So basically, it was going to look like Vader dodged, but Michaels figured it out anyway. But instead, Vader just lay there. So Michael just landed on his feet anyway, and there was nothing because there was nothing to dodge. There was no reason for Michael to land on his feet. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I died. Yeah, I know Michael's the story. was fuming that that spot didn't come off. Vader since apologized, but nah, it's my bad. I was meant to roll and I forgot. 
And uh, which which is fine. These things happen, but. It's the Shawn Michaels-ness of it and the Randy Orton-ness of it with the unprofessional little fuckers. Instead of thinking, oh, think on my feet, I will sell a knee injury or something like that. No, he just starts swearing at him and kicking him in the face. And you're just like, Shawn, for fuck's sake, mate. Anyway, Vader's won. Quick count out that. Oh, look, he's the ref. Tell him. Maybe the Slam is a count out. JC's not happy. Yeah, Vader, you fucking idiot. Well, now nah, it's the match finished. Yeah. Heaven was like, now nah, it's more than my job's worth. The match is done. Sorry your main event sucked, but I'm going home. You don't have the authority to restart this match, Earl. Yeah. I think the Gorilla Monsoon you does. You you are Jackie Weaver. Yeah. Did you think you are? The the authority? Well, the standard orders. Hell, I have not. Read us the standard orders! The authority. Like that. Uh-huh. Another good faction. Uh-huh. Nice bookend of the podcast there. Uh-huh. Talking about factions. Uh-huh. Earl's there going, now, it's not my job to, but we pa- can restart if you want. Pat Patterson's there with special boy Sean. <laughs> it's Pat who's a big Sean guy, wasn't he? He was, yes. And he, but he was also a big Brett guy, wasn't he? He loved them both dearly. Because yeah. I know that it was... I think it was Briscoe, wasn't it, who stood Triple H down when Triple H was saying that Kurt Angle was a vanilla midget who shouldn't be champion. And mm. Gerald Briscoe apparently said, go on then, you fucking legit fight him then, see how you get on. And Triple H sat down. <laughs> <laughs> what, 2001? <laughs> Early 2001 when um, Angle was champ? And Triple H was in politic and arsehole mode. It would have been 2000. 2000? Yeah, it was It was uh, late 2000 into early 2001 because you had a Triple H angle match at Royal Rumble. Yeah. They were both heels. And it was really weird. Yeah. Um, but apparently Triple H was saying, oh, it's, it's not believable that Kurt Angle could beat me-ish. That's me paraphrasing, like. But yeah, Briscoe had enough of it. Because obviously the Briscoes, they knew how to wrestle as well. <laughs> so, And they like a good legit fighter. Oh, yeah. They're old school. Yeah. Can you imagine... In his prime, Jack Briscoe versus Kurt Angle. It would have been fantastic. Oh, that would have been a great night out of the opera. I once ruined Jack Briscoe for myself because I realized that Jack Briscoe... Because you had too much for dinner. Yes. (laughs) Now you can't eat him anymore. Jack Briscoe looks like a in-shape, perfect blend of Henry Winkler and Paul Simon. (laughs) Does he? Yeah, and if you mix the two, you get Jack Briscoe. Hang on. So this match has restarted, Vader Sean. You are very correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bit of Leonard Nimoy in there as well. In the eyes is a bit of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of Leonard. He's got Leonard Nimoy eyes. <laughs> He's got Dickie Davies eyes. He's uh, got Dickie Davies eyes. Oh, here we go. So Sean, so the match is restarting. Sean on the receiving end. For ages, and now he's on the comeback trail. Is this all part of the plan now, or is he being a bit more of a bellend? Or was it literally just the elbow drop where he was an arsehole? Just the, yeah, we're all back to normal now, but Sean's generally in a shitty mood now. It doesn't take much to get him in a shitty mood no, at this point. No, he's young and silly. But even though he's being an arsehole, the good thing about when Sean gets in a pissy mood and starts laying it in a bit more snug, it looks better. Yeah, there's a great intensity to Shawn Michaels in this match. 
<laughs> Vader went for the racket. No. <laughs> He's just battering him with it. <laughs> Vader like a little child. Oh. Like I like a face with edge, but for me, yeah, knowing how they conduct themselves at times backstage, it's why for me, Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton only really work as heels. Because <laughs> you know that they have times where they are complete arseholes. <laughs> And you know, and you want to. Mind you, saying that, I do believe Randy, Randy Orton does have good face runs. Shawn Michaels does, but I just think because <sighs> of because we've peeked behind the curtains, just like I oh, know you're you're more of a natural heel to me. But there is something to be said for like Shawn Michaels when he turns up on NXT, like gets a nice baby face reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And when he eventually super kicks Grayson Waller, it'll be a big pop. Yeah, for the boys. <laughs> so DQ Vader wins again. <laughs> oh. Pat Patterson looked like he manages a branch of McDonald's. So. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Short sleeve shirt, tie, dress pants, and a pair of trainers. We'll give you another burger. We'll give you another burger. We will give Hunter Hearst Hemsley another burger. <laughs> I don't know where he's from. He's where his fucking traders. And off we go again. <laughs> right, okay. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. I've enjoyed this main they've, event. They've got good chemistry. They really have. They've got wonderful chemistry. I'm sad that we don't see more of it. So you said we'd touch upon... Ooh. Title booking with Vader. Yes, so we will do. Uh, once we've seen sure who comes out on top. Once we see how this ends, it could be Vader. We could be watching the, the bootleg version where Vader wins the title. Oh! They have Vader kick out of Sweet Tim Music. Is he the first ever to do that? I think first since it became a finisher. Yeah. Oh yeah, because when he was when he had the teardrop suplex, he was just had the patented crescent kick, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't really have anything else to it. But yeah, Vader that got the delay that got the desired reaction. Yeah, people were like, oh fuck! At first, I thought someone had grabbed Earl's foot. Oh so, no, no, yeah, no! So it was uh, clean as a whistle kick out. It... Oh. That, the way he put his fist in the air, I don't think it was intentional, but I thought, oh, is he shouting out <laughs> Diesel there? <laughs> Oof. Oh, crowd are into it. Yeah. They built the stakes, haven't they? They've just kept it coming and coming and coming, and they've taken us on a ride, these two. I've enjoyed it. Go on, Vader. Go on, Vader! Vader, you big bastard. Just for a laugh, in this timeline, just with the title. Oh, God. Vader versus Sid for the title. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty, beefy battle. I'm sure we get Vader versus Sid at some point in the next few Do, months. Does, beforehand, does Sid get a new finisher, which is a big boot or a, a, a sleeper or something? Because he's not getting him up for a powerbomb <laughs> or a chokeslam. I don't think he does. I, I mean, Vader bomb is always, a good, always an easy one. Like, is it... Um, 
Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania where Undertaker wins with a clothesline, <laughs> flying clothesline. He's like, oh, is that awful? He's like, I'd be buggered if I'm getting him off. We didn't see this on Raw. We're going to see it now. Oh. Ooh, as seen on Boy Meets World. <laughs> I was hoping Vader would land on his feet and then throw a hissy fit. Oh, imagine that. That'd be amazing. If he landed on his feet, if I was Vince McMahon, I'd be like, give him every title. <laughs> give him every title now. People would pay money to see a The man. great flipping Vader. It's like a chest freezer with legs. <laughs> filled with old a meat. A chest freezer full of old meat with legs. Oh, Moonsault Press got the win. Yeah. Battle of the Moonsault. Do you know what? I like that. Yeah? Yeah. Because I've seen the clip before, and I know the story, but I've never seen the whole match, because I was expecting Sean to just be a prick all the way through. He wasn't. But no, he let the mask slip, which he does frequently in 95, 96, 97, 98, <laughs> 99, 2000, 2000, 2001. Not so much in 02, actually. He's, he's, he's Is he all right man then? of God in 02 and 03. Okay. And 04 and 05. Um, but I was expecting it to completely derail the match, but it didn't. And I like the fact that they could still, he kind of like calmed the thought, right, this isn't a house show, SummerSlam main event. Let's let's take it home. Uh, it was effective. Crowd were into it. Vader looked like a threat. That moonsault was lovely. Mm. Surprised that this was the finishing touch, though. Yeah. Do you think part of it was to... Actually, no, that's giving it too much credit. I was going to say, do you think part of it is because WCW's got more of the high-fly flippy boys and they showed Mark Mara doing a shooting star press? And it's like, oh, we can show people that we've got, like athletes as well i mean maybe that could be part of the uh yeah part of it i think it's just uh it's a nice juxtaposition isn't it vader celebrating like he won he really did he didn't know sadly he likes lugered it <laughs> so what aiden told you in the office yes was right and wrong okay so the match wasn't meant to have Shawn Michaels beat Vader. The match was meant to be a non-finish. Okay. So the count-outs, the DQs, all that was going to eventually lead to nobody winning one way or another. This would have led to a rematch at Survivor Series where Vader would have beat Michaels for the WWF Championship. Right. However, according to the Wrestling Observer, Shawn Michaels hated working with Vader. And he uh, and Jim Cornette has said in previous podcasts and interviews that Shawn Michaels threatened Vader's job on numerous occasions. This is what you said about how yeah. like, the click got into the face of, yeah. of Vader and got into the head of Vader. So Michael's like, I ain't working with him again. And they went, all right, we'll, we'll figure something else out. And we do. I wonder why. Is it because he was a bit snug? Snug and also... Uh, just generally didn't like working with him. I think uh, the comments were made about his hygiene. <laughs> yeah. As well as everything else. But I think that it was, it was more that Sean didn't feel comfortable in there with him, mm. it seems. And I kind of get like he's snug. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to watch Vader versus Stan Hansen to find out about that. Oh, jeebus, yes. Uh, but uh, we will go in a different direction. But yeah, plans were afoot, you know, before SummerSlam to put the belt on Vader eventually. Threatening job shit either. Yeah. It's not nice, is it? Yeah. But that's the power that Sean had at this point. Yeah. Really unwarranted amount of power. I just can't believe that. Spoiler, heading into WrestleMania 98, and he's like, I'm not doing the job. And I just went, I've had 
fucking enough of this. <laughs> yes. It, what, what, what's the, the, the old story? I'm taping up my hands and... If by the time I'm finished, you haven't changed your mind, I'm going to break your jaw, basically. <laughs> He's like, well, I've had enough of this. You're doing the job. The person you ho- you are wrestling is the the hottest thing going. Do the job or I'll kill you. <laughs> I think it was the story that he waited by Gorilla as yeah. well. Yeah. He's like, you better do the job because I've, I'll, I'll batter him. If you dick about, I'll find you after. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Great. Hey, that's, that's for another another retro reaction to come. How excited. Thoughts retro on- reaction. There, we got it. We got it. Thoughts on SummerSlam 96? Not bad, actually. Um, we actually paid more attention to this than we have in other retro reactions. We did indeed, didn't we? Um, the Boiler Room Brawl was interesting. That's being kind to it. That's being very kind to it. It is definitely going to need workshopping. But it's interesting. It's building up the feud more. Now we've got some more leverage out of it with Paul Baritone heel. Mm. Mankind, I think, is now made. And going into yes. mind games will see that thought it was weird that there was no steve austin no brian pillman who else was missing well also it was technically on the pre-show on the pre-show yeah but sorry for you did... i That's think all right. i think pillman might have been on the pre-show as well yeah in a brief but yeah not certainly not on the main mm. roster but i think that you had two big matches there that took up the majority of the show so yeah those two final matches the rest of it was just there just obviously there. they had to change tact because of what happened to ahmed but it's like I felt that some of the, because there was lots of fillery bits as well, some of that could have been used if if the designs they've got for Austin and the seeds that they've been planting, they could have just had him just say, look, earlier tonight, I dispatched a, a former WWF champion with ease. Mm. Bret Hart, where are you? Yeah. Easily could have done it. You could have done. And whether or not we'll see that play out on Raw. Potentially. We will. I guess we will see in, in the in the weeks to come when we're back together to do more of this. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed the main event. Uh, I thought Boiler Room Brawl, like you say, could do with some work. Uh, otherwise, I think it was just a two-match show, really. But I think Sean and Vader was better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. So Much is, better is than this, I thought it was going to be. No, you had this on VHS, didn't you? I did, yes. But yeah. I remember loving it when I watched it first time in like 2001. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I watched it again. And uh, brilliant match. Yeah, really good match. Fab, fab showdown between those. And we hope you did as well. Uh, until we are next back together, he is at Brat Atkins on Twitter, no longer verified. I am at Tom Gamble on Twitter together. Still verified. Still verified, <laughs> barely. We're at Cold Arlick on Twitter, which I believe is verified. Yeah. Don't forget to join us. And brass was used for coins in Rome and Britain. And brass was used for coins in Rome and Britain. And brass was used for coins in Rome and Britain. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 